Lot. Episode 243. On tonight's episode, Mark Manling is still moving house. So the other Manling, the one from last time, he's back again. Finish up these Asiatic Bone Reapers. They build them sturdy, which we I can appreciate. But they also, they're bones of dead people, so yuck. But anyway, shut it! Now listen to me show! Welcome to the Garage U Tools for the next few hours. I'm going to bring you Ossiarch Bone Reapers. And we're going to talk about the units and their special abilities and all that stuff. And we're going to put it all together. And Mephisto is going to be on. And he's going to help me do it because Alex is still on vacation. And that's what you're going to get. Um, uh, Bone Reapers, Mephisto, and me. There you go. Um, so let's get rolling here real quick. Uh, we should thank the sponsors, which, as you all know, are Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. That's right. Chaos Orc Superstore. Uh, Six Grid Studios for all your basic needs and for the bits and the tokens and the things like that. It's all... They got everything. Do check them out. They got a lot of stuff. And, of course, Grognard's Games in Roselle, Illinois, because there's always something happening at Grognard's. And I got the commercial done. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, I'm so bad. Um, I just make dumb commercials. They're they're annoying. They're I accept that. That's fine. Uh, it, they. I don't think I've ever gotten to the level of the... The guy in the mall, um, uh, so from independent characters commercials. If you don't know the independent characters show, uh, it's a good forty k show, and they got this commercial, <laughs> and it's it's beautifully awful. Um, it's like that though. They're just I'm, okay. Whatever. So listen. Also, want to thank the Patreon sponsors, the one percent. Uh, of the listeners who who are like they they step up and they're like this show is worth something we should we should help this show and uh, they do and I thank you every time before and after the show because you guys really do make this show possible and that includes our associate producers Phil Elliott Dwight Sims Christopher Sanders and Lance Pear our executive producers Colin Miller and Andrew Frank Husen. And our newest patrons, Jay Drysdale and Bearded One. Thank you both, Bearded One. I, 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 I like, I like, I like what I, I like what you're putting down here. I appreciate it, and I thank you and Jay both for becoming part of the one percent. Now, um, we are going to move along. I think we got a voicemail, but I'm not going to do a voicemail this episode because I'm flying solo in the opening, so it's already boring, and I'm. I, do I sound like I'm just kind of trying to get through it? A little bit, probably, but I'm excited to get to Osiric Bone Reapers. And that's where that's that's where the meat is. That's the meat right there. Uh, yeah. So, But if you want to call and leave a voicemail and maybe have it heard on the next episode, and if there is one for this episode, which I think there is, but I don't have time to find it right now, uh, we'll get it. We'll get to it, okay? Call 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Most international callers dial 00 and then 1-757-441-4696. Okay, that's all the intro stuff. And, yeah, okay, I went quick. Um, not because I don't care, but because I really want to get to these 
uh, rules for this stupid army because it's kind of cool. Uh, and I keep looking at it telling myself, nah, you, no, seriously, you're not doing this. You are not doing this because you are picking up elves in a matter of days and you're working on Harrison's elves. That's what's going to happen. Um, at least get them started. So excited. So excited. Can I just say I'm excited? I can't wait to get my hands on this book and see what's going on. I hear the rumors and I see the things on the other podcasts and YouTube channels and all that. And that's that's totally cool. Um, I'm It's actually just making me more excited. And actually, Harrison really is um, excited based on what he's seen when we've gone over the rules. And uh, he's really looking to maybe maybe jump back in and really get some gaming in. So I'm super excited. Um, so that's that. Why don't we do this? Um, five minutes. Not bad, Dave. Okay, thank you, Dave. Uh, let's take a break, and I will come back with Mephisto, and we will jump into the rules for the Ossiarch Bone Reapers, and then I'm going to ask him questions about building kind of different kinds of armies because I know he's got a couple that are pretty good, but I got some questions about something I might want to build. We're going to try this out and see if I can actually ask intelligent questions um, about the war side of the game. Um, right when we come back. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. We're back. It's me. It's Mephisto. How's it going, everybody? And we got this. We got the Asiarch Bone Reapers. Okay, so um, this army doesn't play like other armies. It's uh, it's it's uh, it's 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 got a little bit of column A. For, like if you've played Legion of Nagash, you're going to be sort of familiar with the the slow moving like inevitability of death. This army very much is like inevitable. It plays like Thanos. Like it is inevitable. And 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 that is um it's awesome. It's thematic. Um but rather than pushing a hundred skeletons across the table, you're pushing like sixty. And uh you know the the, the Mortec Guard are the backbone of this army. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so okay, um, now I don't even want to. I don't. I hate saying it, but they've got their they've got their own. Uh, they don't get uh, command points or. Um, right. Yeah. So 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 um, you're you're you've got RDP or relentless discipline points. 
Um, this replaces command points. Now, this is a little bit of a double-edged sword. RDP has its own little generation mechanic that begins at the list building stage. Uh, for every hero, you get an RDP. For every liege cavalos keyword, you get an extra one. Uh, for every unit in your army, roll a d6 and on a 6 at the beginning of the round, you get an RDP. So you have this pool that expires over the course of a round. Um, the, the, the real sort of skill of this army is balancing a, a proper list for a good amount of RDP to start, um, and then sort of part, sort of, sort of, um, rationing that off over the course of not just your turn, but your opponent's turn. Because you're really, you're really only generating your RDP. RDP generates with the exception of one spell. RDP generates at the beginning of the turn. Right. At the beginning of the battle round. Right. Yeah, yeah. The battle round. Exactly. So you, you get your, you know, uh, and then, of course, if you have Catacross, you get, like, you get a, a, a fatty bonus because he, he uh, when you have him as your general, he gives you, uh, he gives you extra. Um, so so you, when you're, you're using this RDP, you got to keep in mind, this starts at, like, uh, at the beginning of the list building phase. Now, you need to keep in mind that you still gain a command point technically every every turn. You just can't do anything with it. <laughs> oh, so, that's weird. So, well, I mean, why would this matter? Well, we, we see spells that, that come along that sometimes – like or, or abilities that sometimes like rob a command point when it's generated. So oh. those things would still happen. They would still trigger essentially. So, oh, that's so when you I didn't think about that. So if I got a – a thing that at the beginning of my turn, I roll a dice and I might steal your command point. You can't yes. be like, I don't have any. Yes, you do. Well, you just don't. I, you can't use them. Right, right. So it's it's the actual like it's it's the um it's the ability. It's our our legion our our allegiance ability is that you know we have command points. You know this is this is the um you know this is this is the this is our main thing. Um. Now. I'm sorry. Um, so this is a, this is our main thing, right? Like we don't get to as a as a sort of I said this is a double edged sword. Uh, as a balance to that, we don't get to use any of the gen generic command abilities. The only command abilities we can use are uh, the unstoppable advance, which is the generic one that is given in our book. It says you use this command ability in your movement phase. This is the this is the uh, you gain three inches to to the to the movement characteristic. But we can't use any of the generic abilities. The way our ranks unbroken by descent, the the way our relentless discipline point ability reads, is it essentially says that like uh, that command abilities on the war scroll use our relentless discipline. So if you're in our army, we can use your command abilities. So we're still using command abilities, which is also an important distinction because sometimes there's um, I'm thinking with like schemes. Uh, these really, you know, they're really awesome. If you've been to um, Nashcon, they use schemes and stuff like that. Sometimes there's things that says like you have to use a command ability every turn. Doesn't say you have to use a command point, right? So it's really okay. important to keep in mind the difference between using a command point and using a command ability. It's 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 minutia, but it's it's super important. Just like it's important to note that at the beginning of every uh, you know player turn, we generate that one command point that can be stolen. We just can't do anything with it, and we can never use the generic command abilities. We can't reroll all once. You know, we can't auto six a run. Um, we can't reroll a charge, which is a really big deal. Actually, you'll find out as you're as you're playing this army. One of the things you find you you want to use constantly is rerolling that, um, rerolling that charge. 
Now, I know there's some people out there playing a tiny violin because we have really awesome things like gain a bonus rend if you're Petrifex Elite. Uh, we can two-up ignore magic save if you're Null Myriad. We have some really great stuff to use with our RDP. <laughs> and and we do have a lot of it compared to your standard command points, unless you're like something like Gloomspike Gits or, or Slanash, right? Like who, who could just generate tons of command points. Um, we do have essentially more than other people do. But it's a finite resource. You have to balance it across the whole that whole turn and then if you don't use it you lose it so you have this internal play going on where you're like ah do i move three inches here uh do i roll all saves like you're, you're always wondering if you should be using that a command ability uh throughout like sort of your phase because you don't want to end up on your player's turn or your opponent's turn and not be able to re-roll all your saves or whatever okay no i see what you're saying um i have a quick question and this is because I don't play often enough, nearly often enough, and now with this almost at all. Um, I just want to double check with one of these rules. So you can give them uh, one of six uh, legions, the Mortis Praetorians, the Petrifex Elite. Yeah, yeah, the Bone Claves, as I like to call them. We uh, have, we that, have works. Our... <laughs> that works. That yeah, works. Our... I'll give you that. Yeah, so we have our sub-factions. Uh, Petrifex Elite is the one that everyone knows. It's the, it's the boogeyman of our builds. Uh, this is the... At its core, the Petrifex Elite Allegiance ability is plus one to save across the board, right? And then our RDP ability, because all of them, all of them have essentially an ability. Um, so, like something that just is is net across the whole army. Um, they have a command ability, so something you can use an RDP to do. And then you get your your classic like you must take this trait, you must take this artifact. Right. So, so you've got that going on. But basically, the static ability of Petrifex Elite. Uh, this is this is by all accounts kind of the best one. Uh, is that plus one to save rolls for all Petrifex Elite units? That's really good. That just it's, that's it's stupid good. Awesome. Okay, it takes your base four up save units to a three up save. All yes, right, that's and it, yeah. And it brings back now. Now some of us uh, some of us remember the heydays of Yolo Solo Nagash in first edition when Mystic Shield gave him plus one to save and therefore dropped him down to two up save. You're doing that again, okay? Yeah, because so. his plus one is, yeah, because he's in there. And he doesn't he, even have a keyword, so he would take the keyword. Well, now, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you I, actually, you actually, uh, Archon and Nagash are, are two, like, sort of, quote-unquote, corner case or weird scenarios. It, it They got their War Scrolls reprinted in this book, and it says they get the... They get the Ossiarg Bone Reapers keyword when you use them in this army. So right. it gives them that keyword, and then when you take a sub-faction, sub-factions say Ossiarg Bone Reaper units become this sub-faction. Right. So, they are, so you have this like sort of one-two punch, and that's how this all interacts if you're worried about the, the rules of it all. Now, Catacros is, is Mortis Praetorians, Praetorians always. So let's say you take a Petrifex Elite army. Yeah. It says you can put them in there. Right. Now, but he won't. He won't gain the Petrifex Elite keyword. He maintains his Mortis Praetorians. So he doesn't. Uh, so he. So he follows the rules for Mortis Praetorians and not the rules for the. Right. right. Except you're not playing Mortis Praetorians, so he doesn't so get any do, bonuses. Because okay, right. The interaction that happens with him though is is he has his own command ability on his War Scroll that cares about Mortis Praetorians. So Catacross actually has. Um, uh, has uh, Supreme Lord of the uh, has Supreme Lord of the Bone Reaper Legions 
Uh, you can use this command ability in your hero phase if Catacross is your general. Uh, he will be because you want you want those six six five uh, command points. Okay. Uh, if you do so until your next hero phase, add one to hit rolls for attacks made by friendly OCR Bone Reaper units. That's everything. Uh-huh. Holy within eighteen inches. This is actually going to be holy within thirty six inches because he's got a, a a thing that says hey double the range of this. Okay. okay. Um, and then it further goes on to say, and add one to save rolls for attacks that target friendly Mortis Praetorians units. So he himself is a Mortis Praetorians unit. He still kind of gets the plus one save. Okay. And this is also why, uh, you know... But you can Mort- take Mortis Praetorian uh, army, and they basically get the bonus the plus that the Petrus Elite gets. Yes, yes. Now you're catching on, dude. So I've said for a long time... <laughs> no, no. I've, Don't patronize me, man. I'm no, killed. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, I, I'm not patri- patronizing you. I'm patronizing the audience. No, I'm just, sorry. Uh, no, I just watched True no, Romance. No, no, I've got that stupid line either. in my head. No, uh. no, no. Um, but basically, Mortis Praetorians. I've called it a side grade for a little while. Um, so, so that plus one save is great. When is that plus one save great? When people have outdropped you. When you haven't gotten around to a hero phase. Okay. So, for exactly sort of one half of a round, Petrifex Elite is better. Okay. Um, but if you get to go, you kind of hammer that gap. Now, you don't have the plus one rend ability that really hammers home how great Petrifex Elite is because they get offense and defense. But what Mortis Praetorians also do is they have access to Xantos. And I might be getting a little bit ahead of us, but Xantos ah, has... Go an, for it. Okay. Xantos has an ability much like uh, Catacros, whose ability says within it, this only affects this portion of it. That 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 first half of it affects everybody. The second portion of it says specifically Morris Praetorians. Xantos has a similar ability, but it allows rerolling ones to wound if you're attacking most stuff, and uh, reroll uh, reroll all wounds against the rest of the stuff. So against order and destruction, his is uh, still their breath. Uh, this is Xantos, Archcavalo Santos. You can use this command ability in your shooting phase or any combat phase, any combat phase. If you do so, pick one friendly Mortis Praetorians unit wholly within 24 inches of him. Reroll wounds of one for attacks that uh, target order or destruction unit. You can reroll all wounds if it's chaos. <laughs> okay. So, rerolling all wounds or rerolling ones to wound in an army that really can't readily get wound buffs. We're, we're wounding on fours pretty much across our army. Mm-hmm. This Slow is the, steady. Got you. Right, right. 50, we're going to 50-50 it for the most part. This is one of the only ways to buff our wound roll. And so you have to specifically be Mortis Praetorians, which means now there's sort of a list that kind of starts to, to manifest itself in your mind where you go, against ethereal or like a certain weak enough save, rerolling all wounds becomes statistically a little bit better. So Mortis Praetorians actually is like kind of low key really great. Um, nobody's talking about it now because Petrifex is what I like to call easy cheese. It's easy to just throw this off, slap Petrifex Elite keyword on everything in your army, and you're doing it right already. Okay, it's it's easy, it's awesome. You don't have to think about it. Well, plus your but, hero gets uh, the hero gets to ignore the uh, first wound allocated in each phase. That's the the god bone armor, right? Right, and then yeah, and then your other and two a plus two wounds on your general. I mean, there's a lot besides the plus one of the save rolls. Yeah, it's the, kind of bananas. Like it, it really is. The plus hardcore. two wounds really is really nice, and I think now that we've seen some LRL teases, that plus two wounds is going to go a long way. 
mm-hmm. uh, for like mortal wound spam. We, we've got croak right now. You've got the croak bomb stuff going on. There's a lot of like table wide just do mortal wound stuff that that's kind of emerging into the meta. Range shooting is really kind of big. that plus two wounds goes a long long way on your general. Um, the other sort of side of that is the Godbone Artifact. Uh, you got to keep in mind it's it's wounds only. It doesn't say wounds and mortal wounds. It is wounds only. Okay. This is the thing that I've seen misplayed probably the most in Petrifex Elite is people ignoring the first mortal wound with Godbone Armor. It is specifically wounds. So it's important to keep that in mind uh, that it's about half as good as you think it is. You hear that, kids? Pay attention. Right. So it's about half as good as you... Uh, that's not to say it's bad. No. Hey. <laughs> It's every phase. It's shooting phase, combat phase, hero phase, okay? So, like, it's important to note. So some of these things that can trigger, like, hero phase shooting or hero phase attacks, ignore the first wound, okay? Um, you know, it's so, so it's really important. Um, but mortal wounds do sneak around it, so you got to keep that in mind. But two wounds is a really good buffer to, you know, mortal wounds, so calls it even. Okay. Okay, so let's, uh, did we miss, okay, we... I think did we go through all the special rules? Like you kind I, of explained them all, even though I, we didn't list them all. Uh, well, I, I think it'd be good to actually kind of go through the the. Uh, so we we jumped stri- straight to Petrifex Elite and kind of by proxy talked a little bit about Mortis Praetorians, but it might be good to talk about all of the sub factions, all the Bone Claves. Right. I just want to make sure we got all the battle traits and stuff like that. Oh, uh, and the Deathless Warriors. That's right. If you're within, yes. Six inches of a of a Hikados or twelve inches of a hero. Oh, so you've got the six up. But yeah, you guys all up. have to stay around. Like you've got a champion in each unit. Basically, that's that. That's what the the Mortec Hikados the, is, right? Yeah. The, so the Hikados is our unit champion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other like uh more I, I believe more uh Mortar or uh, what are they called? I'm sorry. Um, Morgasts uh-huh. get the the Hecatos. Each one of them has the Hecatos rule so that they can project their own buff. Um, but Hecatos or Death Heroes, and this is a classic death thing, right? We we really are like kind of the classic House of Cards, like all swarming around the Necromancer and the Necromancer's will is right. the one that's like, like that making sphere all- of influence, making everything happen. Right, and this actually ties into. What we talked about in the last episode, which is is you have that modicum of free will to like where you can send out your units to do stuff. The fluff of this is pretty on point. The Hecatos are the ones rather than like a a full on actual death hero. The Hecatos, these little individual like units and cells, that that single Hecatos unit is projecting that buff. Now it is wholly within six inches. What this does is it means you fight like a phalanx. Right, that that visual of the like, fight formations. It's like an old empire sort of idea from the unit, or like you know, like uh, it, it. You've you've got commanders in each unit that can make calls, right? And yeah, it's, it's, it's it's great. It's actually a pretty cool thing because right. I, I, I think the only army that has that isn't it. Uh, effectively, I mean, right now this is kind of our thing, and then the Hecatos is the one that that can also. Um, project our our command abilities, our, our our relentless discipline points. Because as you go on to read the ranks unbroken, it says the things that can use RDP are right, and then it says what they are. And so then you don't you have do- to be near a hero. You can go off and do your thing with your unit, what it's specified to do. Right. Because the guy in the unit is making the calls. Right, and that's and great. I love that, th- that you don't have that. It breaks that need for the always the need of the bubbles. 
Well, we we have a really it's I think it's a really great balance. I think it's a really great balance because the Hakatos is holy within six inches. So if you're you're trying to go for like a, a forty block or a, a thirty block or even a twenty block of Mortec guard, you're gonna have them positioned at the center, and you're really not gonna see those daisy chains that we we classically hated in Age of Sigmar. If I want to project all my buffs and my great power, including my death save, which is my six up feel no pain, uh, you know my uh, you know. He, uh, re-rolling all saves and my plus one to rend, right? Like, all of that stuff comes from that Hecato, so I have to keep a kind of tight formation. That lowers the footprint of this army, but it also means you can project power, which is something Death has always struggled with. Death is always a Death Star army, right? Like, usually big power be- centers, right? But, but now we get to actually kind of, like, uh, you know, threaten the table. Now, you still have, like, because our stuff is really, really expensive, it's not like we're sending out five satellites across the table to just fight everything forever. But it does mean that I can send a unit over there and it's not uselessly, you know, flaccid without all of its without anything that makes it go. So it's it's a really cool balance, I think, between the flavor of being like, hey, these guys are independently able to do stuff and and exact Nagash's will across the mortal realms. Hey, they fight really classically in these tactical formations and so you have to stay holy within six inches like this stuff it, i really uh i really like this rule i think it just it, it it really hammers home how like when when the flavor meets the table play that's the best stuff for me and and it's it, it is it is great it's one of the things that as i'm going through the book i really kept getting kind of hung up on um, because I'm playing the Night Haunt, and everything's got. I mean, I gotta buy so many heroes. Because if I if I try to spread stuff out, suddenly nobody's getting buffs, nobody's getting bonuses, nobody's getting anything, and I've got to buy all these extra heroes, unless I want to keep them all tight together in one spot. Which right. I, I I like having my Night Haunt be mobile, so right. I don't want them all in one spot. And then you've got yours, but that's not command those aren't hero things it's not commands it's your relentless discipline each of these guys they're military trained they know the next move to do and you have so many commands and it's just like any game like a star wars legion or whatever that play with you know you got you have so many commands you get to to order i think it's really cool like it's thematic and that's what i uh, you know like it i even when you played against me i'm like that army looks like fun to play Oh, it's so much fun. It's it's so much fun. To, as, and I've played, you know, I'm the traditional death player. I mean, I remember when you would, if you killed my general, I would actually have to go through and make... Um, Crumble test. And make, yeah. Yeah, the on worst. my whole... Yeah, like, like, just like, okay, all my stuff just blows. It's opposite day. Um, <laughs> you know, and like, then someone else like, takes over, but on that turn, you're just rolling your dice, and you're like, okay, please roll low. Please roll low. Oh, right. 12 crumble. Oh, my God, not that unit. Not those guys. Right, right. Right, and and this is re- it's really cool because it, it it shows that death has evolved with the current strategy of the game. There's more objectives than ever before, right? Like it's just it it be, was becoming impractical where you know old death armies you could reliably threaten two places and one place really well, right? Like right. It, it, it it's hard to realistically say that's how all armies play now when you have like just there's so many extra threats in the game. And I think that's a good trend, mind you. Keep in mind, I think that's awesome. I don't want people just slap fighting on half the table. I want to, like, fight. You know, I want to big grinder <laughs> scraps around the whole table. Um, and then, like, yeah, like, you have that one hero who gets, like, isolated, and he's, like, it comes down to, like, round five. You have, like, the two heroes, like, kind of slap fighting each other, and you're actually relying on a wizard bunk from the staff. Like, yeah, <laughs> I love that when the game breaks down into those, like, turns. But but that initial, it's just blenders all around the table. I love that. 
and and they've this is the modern. I said it before from like a sort of a flavor. Uh, you know, this is the AOSE. This is the AOS Death Army. Uh, I said it in terms of lore. I'm saying that in terms of rules too. Like this is the AOS Death Army. This is the one that says, okay, four objectives. Let's go. Like I can now. On, on the other hand, because everything is so expensive, uh, you'll find if I, we get into like some tactica or tactics talk, the army has a trouble spreading out beyond certain objective types. The, the hardest game plans, anytime you go upwards of four objectives for this army, it starts to struggle. Um, and you don't really have keep back units. There's nothing that you can just like sit back on a, on like the home base if you have to cover for something that's teleporting in or or whatever. It's really hard to like commit, you know. 400 points to keep back because yeah you get plus three inches to move for an rdp that makes you a seven inch movement but you're not auto sixing the run um so you're at the whim of a die there and you're not re-rolling your charges so you're at the whim of dice yet again so what ends up happening and i play B- i play a beast of chaos as kind of my vacation army beast of chaos is a fast army because you can auto six the run and you can run and charge that's fast to me things that just move seven inches don't feel don't feel fast because there's so many things to go, there's so much terrain now. There's more chaff. There, there's so much chaff. There's more. To, there's more terrain on the tables than ever before. It, it begins to not feel very fast. Interesting. Especially if you're trying to scramble to pick up a late game objective, and now you have to run for it because you got locked in a combat you thought would only take one turn, but you either whiffed on your rolls or your opponent like ran hot on their saves, whatever the case may be. Like we've all played enough games to know. Like you know what ideally should happen. You know the stats, the averages, but right. then sometimes you find yourself on the other side of that bell curve on the law of averages, and uh, and you just get stuck in longer. They, they don't really – this is just sort of a play style of the army in general is that you kind of have to get the ball in motion early. You have to know your strategy. You look at the table. You look at the deployment. You go, this is where stuff is going, and you get in motion to do that. And you have a really decent cushion in terms of, like, knowing that you can absorb a punch, knowing that you can deal a punch. But when it gets right down to it, when the games break down, you don't have a whole lot of safety net. There's no teleports to bail you out. You can't even use, like, the Ulgu generic command ability for that map to, like, teleport. You don't get any of that stuff. In Hish, where you can attack twice, you don't have any of those, those like, little random awesome bonuses that some other armies can, like, take advantage of. Uh, everything you do is on the War Scrolls. In that respect it's actually kind of elegant it's look at my it's on my war scrolls it's in my book let's go it's it's, i i love that about this army all right i'm just kind of looking through here as as you're talking about it i'm like flipping and looking at the things you're saying and i'm just like okay trying to keep up trying to keep up trying to keep up right right and the other one would be that we are immune we never make uh battle shock tests right do not take, and specifically, it says, do not take Battleshock tests for Osiarch Bone Reapers. So this is this is part of that ranks unbroken by descent. Uh, this is a contentious rule for some. Uh, I think it's just a reality of AOS. Most armies have a way of. I mean, you you start when you you gauge the merit of an army, going, how do I make this army Battleshock immune? Right. Like that's like one of your first list building constraints. Right. A lot of armies try to do the sip, sippy cup on Daughters of Cain. Um, uh, Sibby Cup on Daughters of Cain, being within uh, wholly within my Herdstone uh, for my Beast of Chaos army. Every army tries to like get Battleshock immune. Oh, sure. Way. sure. Uh, even on LON, you know, classically, like one of the things that made Nagash really great is is his command ability uh, says I don't take Battleshock tests. Also, uh, you know, reroll ones to hit and reroll ones to save. So you know, great. <laughs> um, 
can talk about that a little bit as it pertains to Ossiarch Bone Reapers. Um, but, but like, you're always trying to find ways, and this army just, like, honestly, it's just, I feel like it's honest, it just cuts out the middleman. It's just like, you know, no Battleshock test. Just don't take them. And that's important language for things that say, take a Battleshock test. You, and then you read the thing and it says, I don't take them. It doesn't say you don't take them at the end of a combat phase. It doesn't say you don't take them. It says you don't take them. So anytime you just like, sorry, Osir, it says right here, Osir Bone Reapers don't take these. So it's important language to understand. Okay. So if they has got a special ability, that, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, okay, at the end of this, take it. No, I don't, I don't take them. Yeah. Now, something might say roll against a bravery. That would still be valid. Um, but Good specifically battle stop tests. Okay. Um, before we go into the special rules, do you want to talk about the other four? Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> okay, now, I like. I was looking at because uh, I like the horses. Remember, we talked about this last episode. These models yes. are crap, except the horses. No, they're not crap. I'm teasing. I'm just no. I'm, they're you're no. Just they're actually pretty cool. But this no. We're not, and I won't make fun of the skulls too much. But I did like the I did like the cavalry. So I was looking at the Staliarch lords, and I'm like, these guys. This is not a bad boost for what they can already do. It seems like to me. So so I, I love that you're starting with Staliarch lords. Because I, I think Sayak Lords is a this is of the art like of the ones in here. This is the one that is directly compensating for a weakness the army has, which is we're slow. Um, Sayak Lords generic ability is is the uh, the the Aquamorti. Um, this says units can run uh, Sayak Lords units can run and still charge later in the same turn. This is units in the whole army. So this is your Mortec Guard. Okay, um, it doesn't have to be the Murder Ponies. The, the the Kavalos, uh, you know, Death Riders. It doesn't have to be them. This this says Nagash can run and charge. You know, like this is everything. <laughs> okay, okay, like that that suddenly now you, when it's seven inches plus on average, you know, a three or a four. Uh, so like we'll just round down ten inches, and now I get to roll two d six for. Now we're starting to get some speed. Okay, see, because I liked this one, and Staliarch Lords, which are move twelve now. 16 now charging now you have some now you're starting to get the real need for speed now you're going fast and or furious okay <laughs> so um and i especially love this on what, what uh we've we've affectionately begun to call in like the osiric bone reapers sort of like sub community blender men which are the uh stalkers uh, okay those can actually so those get to like charge over terrain which is a pseudo fly Kind of one of the only sources of flying we have in our army, uh, with the exception of like Archon and, and Nagash. Um, it, it, like now that the you know you, your stalkers can uh, can like charge over terrain, you have that pseudo fly. Like it, it kind of starts to look a lot more appealing. The Necropolis stalkers being base movement of six inches, so six inches running, charging that becomes pretty appealing. Now the command ability, this is one's important to note. This one says you can use – so the command ability, Petrofex Elite get their bonus rend. The command ability for this army is Rally Back, uh, again projected by your Hecatos or your Heroes. Uh, you can use this command ability in your movement phase. If you do so, pick one friendly Staliarch Lords unit that has a mount and either is wholly within six of the Mortec Hecatos and so on and so forth, the language. Okay, so specifically this one requires a mount. So your Mortec Guard aren't doing this. Your Stalkers aren't doing this. Uh, N- Nagash is <laughs> – is doing this though because he technically is mounted. His what? spooky his spooky ghosts are a mount. Oh, okay. So so his, so Archon 
<laughs> Archon and 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 uh, and Nagash can use this command ability. Um, this is the retreat and charge. This is one of the most powerful. Uh, retreat and charge in general is one of the mo- more powerful ga- uh, abilities in this game. Uh, and this is where I think you really start to see some uh, some real tactical play open itself up to this army because now I can lock in in that combat where okay we're going turn three to turn four and if I don't start to move across the rest of the table uh, I'm probably going to lose on points I yeah I can blunder your whole army to death but if I can't get to where the objective score me points I'm not going to win now that I can retreat from that unit and charge a different unit that you know like you teleported in to steal a point or something like that now we're starting to see some really cagey play now we're starting to see some really great tactics hmm. this is again this is going to be for your actual cavalos death riders though and uh and nagash because <laughs> it's a great interaction <laughs> <laughs> um plus you get d3 additional dice with the unstoppable charge yeah, so the Unstoppable Charge is, a, is the uh, uh, War Scroll command ability for Cavalos Death Riders. This is the impact wounds off the charge. This is they roll per unit or per model in the unit on a, I think it's a six up. Uh, it, they, they explode for a mortal. So, yeah, and Might you roll, yep, yeah, uh, pick an enemy unit within an inch of this model. So if they're farther in the back, they don't get to use it. It has to be the guys who are impacting right. on the charge, right? Um, and the, right, but they get to pile in extra. With that same ability. Right. But I'm saying when you hit, at first, you roll a number of dice equal to the charge roll for your move, right? And that for, that's one for each six gets a mortal wound, and you get D3 five additional up. five up. It's it's a five up, yeah. So I, I just, Death Rider Wedge. You can use the command ability when a friendly Cavalos uh, Death Rider unit uh, that includes a Mortec Hecatos finishes a charge move. Uh, pick one enemy unit within one inches of the Cavalos Death Rider's unit. So, you know, when you finish a charge, it's within half an inch, so you uh-huh. get to do it. Um, and then uh, roll a number of dice equal to the number of models in the Death uh, Death Rider unit. For each five up, the enemy suffers one mortal wound. You get to add extra dice on top of that for specifically uh, your your Liege Cavalos. Oh, okay. Because he's the one with the trait. So your his his is slightly his his goes up that 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 D three. It's it's something. You know, it's going to be about half a mortal wound. Right, but it's gonna feel really cool when you spike and you hit light and you land them all. It's it, it's a charge. You're getting in on a charge. So you're getting extra chances at doing mortal wounds because you're running through. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, you were right the first time. The unstoppable charge. I was I was crossing my gears there, uh, crossing my wires there. It's been a long day. Yeah, Liege Cavalos is the uh, uh, uh the charge roll for that for that model so right this yeah yeah you were you were right the first i'm sorry my mistake that's okay uh, i was like i was confused i'm like he, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about i'll go along no no I'm, I'm very confident but sometimes wrong uh <laughs> yeah so this one uh yeah i mean this the unstoppable charge and death rider wedge are, are very similar but they're they're different no um so this one gets a pile into that those three extra inches this is the impact wounds impact wounds i don't know if you've played uh if you've played any uh games as as ogres impact wounds are some of the most fun you can possibly have they absolutely are absolutely are <laughs> like you can you can like so you know i've got my liege cavalos right for this ability so i'm adding that uh, adding some extra inches on top of that charge roll i can like say i've got like some hero that's nearly dead you know just need like two mortal wounds to kill it right right i can charge that and then pile in to the unit behind it right 
Yeah. So just like kill it with the impact wounds and then char- and then pile into the other thing. Like it's just this is doing out of sequence damage. So so this is getting around some of the always strikes first shenanigans uh, that we see around. Like impact wounds are some of the most fun you can have. They make the funnest phase of Age of Sigmar, which is the charge phase, even more fun. Nice. And they reward your ABCs, which is always be charging. See, this is why. A lot of times we try to hold off and not do reviews right when it comes out because the, you got to play it to get all this stuff. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because uh, I go through the book and I see all this. I saw exactly what you were saying, but I'm like, oh, wait. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You can do these extra things. This is nice. I'm liking this. So Lee's Cavalos, and while we're, we're on the subject of Lee's Cavalos, Lee's Cavalos is, is I don't want to call it an auto-include, but it's it's one of the better buys in the whole book. It's 200 points for a standard Lee's Cavalos, 10-inch uh, move, seven wounds, not even five, seven, right? We get two it's for not, the horse. Yep, you get two for the horse, right? Um, the three-up save standard, which means in Petrofix Elite we're two up. Um, <laughs> but I'll, t- I'll take a three up in Salyar Glords to like extra, like to have a you know, extra mortal wound on the charge or whatever. Uh, ten bravery, whatever. And uh, and then you've got like an actual competent uh, attack profile with three attacks on the sword, threes and threes, rend one damage two. Uh, you know, it's got the... These are actual murder ponies. They're threes and threes, rend one, damage one. <laughs> like, the horses in this army are, like... Six attacks. <laughs> yeah, Six like, attacks yeah. on the Leech Cavalos from his mount. Yeah, and sometimes he feels like hitting you with his shield for one attack, threes and fours, red and nil, damage one. Like, so, he, like, he's got a, a competent profile. That's That's nine good attacks. One attack I ignore. Uh, for you know, two hundred points plus his command ability as a bonus attack to, uh, to a Bone Reaper unit wholly within twelve inches. Like yo, like I'm gonna I'm gonna put that bonus attack on my like big block of Mortec guard, and then I'm just gonna smash you with the Liege Cavalos for kicks and hope I like you know do some damage off the charge. So add one of the attack characters of weapons used by that unit. So do the teeth and nails count as weapons? That they do, don't? I mean, it goes to the mount, or does it not? I believe the the mount attacks count as weapons, right? Like that's how it goes. It, but uh, that's I, I just I'm asking if they go to the mount or not. That's I don't I because I never remember the rule. Like if it's auto yes unless it says no or auto no unless it says so maybe maybe they get one too. Who cares? It, artifact weapon uh, artifact abilities and trade abilities don't go to the mount usually, but I believe command abilities do. Is the interaction? It's a little. Uh, someone feel free to leave a comment on the video and correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I, I can't. <laughs> I have no idea. All right, so let's see. We got I, the. I'm always throwing it on Mortec Guard. <laughs> like, no, I never, get it. I, I've never, I, I, I've never used it on him, but I'm fairly certain it, it does add to the the mount attacks because they are melee weapons, very specifically via the attack profile. Okay. It's just the where people get get hung up. It's the 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 traits and artifacts. Traits and artifacts do not apply to mounts. Right. That, that's where people cry, kind of cross their wires on language like this. Gotcha. All right, let's get through uh, at least the ivory host. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so yeah, we, we kind of skipped around a bit. Like, Stalyric Lords, you, uh, you know, they have... the order the, in a book. Yeah. I, I guess we nailed Mortis Praetorians first, kind of. Well, yeah, um, I thought we kind of covered them in the Petrofex Elite, so that's why I kind of moved along. We, but. We, the one thing we ne- neglected to mention is they have their command ability, right? So Petrofex Elite have the Rend, um, 
Salyak Lords get the retreat and charge. They get Counter-Strike, which is uh, basically when you have taken a charge. I'm cutting out the jargon, if you don't mind. No uh, when you've taken a charge, um, you can uh, basically reroll all hits. Oh, that's nice. So, so like if so you're you know three up should be should be three up save Mortec Guard because you've got your you know you've got your Catacross in the Mortis Praetorians army. There's no reason not to take him in a Mortis Praetorians army. So you have him in the Mortis Praetorians army, he's projecting his plus one save. So you're still on your three up, and you're gonna shield tilt to reroll all saves. You're also gonna use the burn through this counter strike command ability to reroll all hits. Like that becomes you're daring people to charge your units in Mortis Praetorians. <laughs> I like that. Right, right. So that's, uh, yeah, you know, and then they, they once, uh, you know, the command trait, you're really not going to get to see this command trait too often because uh, in Mortis Praetorians, uh, Catacross will be your general. So you have his ability. But if you didn't use Catacross for whatever reason, uh, once you have the Catacross is chosen, you can add a D3 relentless discipline points once per battle at the start of your hero phase. So you can, like, get some bonus RDP when you need it. Um, hmm. And then, a, you know, a run three artifact, which is, you know, it's all right. <laughs> hey, take it. Give it to that Leech Cavalos with all those attacks. Right, yeah. right, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Ivory Host. So uh, as good as, I, I have a saying, as good as Petrifex Elite is, Ivory Host is bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so... Every single faction, sub-faction, Boneclave in this whole book, or Legion as they're technically called, every one of them gives you something for nothing. It says, you know, Saliac Lords can run and charge. Null Myriad, we'll get to them in a second. They get, they get, they get special stuff against magic. Petrifix Elite get a bonus save. Mortis Praetorians uh, subtract bravery. Everyone just gets to do something. Ivory Host says at the start of a combat phase, each friendly Ivory Host unit that is within six inches of a friendly ivory host model that currently has any wounds allocated to it becomes subject to a rage until the end of that phase. Add one to hit rolls for attacks made by that unit that is subject to rage, but subtract one from its save rolls. So like plus one to hit for minus one to save. Two of these factions get plus one to save. And you here's one that just has a minus one to save. Um, furthermore, it's situational, so it's not always on. Um, and it gives you a buff that you can get in three different ways for this army. See, and that's the thing. But it plays to the lore. Like, if you want to take it... lore is cool. These are, wanna... Wolverinean, like, these are Wolverinean skeletons. They're made out of Wolverinium, right? Like, they have Berserker Rages. Right. And, and I mean, if, if this was one of my things. If you wanted to take something based around this later, I wanted to talk about Like, if you wanted to take Ivory Host, because I even looked at that and said, man, that, that's, that, that costs a lot, but it's a cool idea. Yeah, so, like, Ivory Host is like, are, like, the Gur faction, right? Like, they have this animalistic nature. Like, they show up and they look all regal and, like, as, as like, pristine as the Mortis Praetorians themselves, right? The Mortis Praetorians, there's only a thousand of them. They are Catacross's, like, personal entourage, his personal army, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Petrifex Elite are, like, seal, the SEAL Team 6. The Staliarch Lords are, like, the these awesome shock troopers in Vanguard, and uh, the Null Myriad, that would be Ar- like Archon's personal awesome skeletons made from like the sweet Gravesand infested bones. So they're like they've got some magical properties. Um, Ivory Host are supposed to be these like uh, kind of like grandiose, um, beautiful 
army. Like they have culture, they love art and music, uh, but they berserker rage on you when you start to like, un- like kind of fight them, and the longer the battle goes on, battle goes on. So simmering rage. Um, I just wish that this gave plus one attack instead of like plus one hit. Or, like, gave plus one wound. Like, something that we don't see a lot in this army. Something to make it really, really enticing. As it stands, I guess if you don't have access to those other plus ones to hit across the army, you know, you're not taking the spell, um, you're not wearing the, uh, you're not wearing the helm of command that, that you, that gives plus one in a bubble, a plus one hit in a bubble, which is just like one of our artifacts or Stellar Lords can, or rather any of the uh, Liege Cavalos can take. Um, if you're not doing that, then, okay, Ivory Host giving you a plus one to hit. That's not so bad. And their command ability is to essentially get rid of the penalty uh, for the rage. So their command ability removes the penalty. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's... <laughs> to go back up to your four-up safe. <laughs> so um, I uh, I just wish that they had, like, maybe made the command ability had plus one attack and have just, I don't know, man, like, when they get wounded, they have plus one today. Like it feels like they didn't need to have a downside when the rest of the factions just have a straight bonus. But I'm they're smarter people than me figured this stuff out, so I'm not going to harp on it too much. Um, and like you said, they they have some cool fluff. They have some really cool flavor, and I really want to see the person who paints them like brown and yellow or or blue and yellow, like actual Wolverine, who's my favorite <laughs> favorite unit. All right, uh, Null Myriad and the Crematorians. The Null Myriad. Now, this starts off with uh, their their ability is every time a unit's affected by a spell or endless spell, you can roll a dice. If you do so on a five up, you ignore it. Yeah. Which that's great. These are the anti magic guys. These are the guys who went out yeah. to the edges of the realm and made it back, and they are so saturated that this stuff your your petty spell has no effect on me. I think null myriad are the coolest flavor wise. Um, I actually really do like Petrifex Elite, by the way, as a flavor. I know we get hung up in, like, talking about how they're good mechanically. Their flavor is they're made out of god beast bones and stuff. You oh, know, yeah. Like, they're made out of T-Rexes. That's awesome. And they're SEAL Team 6. Like, it's it's awesome lore. It really is. Like, they talk about how, like, they show up late to every combat and then just everything is decimated. That's the Petrifex Elite lore. It's really metal. Yeah. Um, but Null Myriad, I think, have the best have the best lore in that like they they were like sort of if you were to encounter any Osiric Bone Reapers during the time of myth, it was probably a null myriad. Because right. the rest were like being super secret and stuff and being hidden and stashed. But the null myriad were actively guarding Nagash's uh like lines of these regular lame skeletons bringing gravesand to come build the uh, to come build the, the the pyramid. And what's so cool about these is, like you're saying, so these guys are magic resistant. So five ups, they ignore the spell, but their command yeah. ability makes that a two up. Yes. So it's oh wait, what? I can ignore the effects of a spell or an endless spell on a two up. Yeah. Okay, great. I'm interested to see what happens uh, um, when they're playing with uh, um, those upcoming elves. From what we've seen yeah. with, so, uh, with so- magicians in every. Yeah, no, 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 no. Forget about that. I no, like, like, like uh, um, the techless board wide, like mortal wounds. Yeah, whatever, dude. Like Null Myriad, just like laugh in the face of your mortals. Like just, that's a spell. Uh, go ahead. You know, let's go. Ahead. Uh, ignored, ignored, ignored. Or what I was thinking when the at the time this book came out, um, I uh, endless spell spam zinch was currently a thing. This is 
a little bit before like the the Zinch book came came out and, mm-hmm. and we got like the new version of Zinch. I'm like, oh yeah, endless spell Zinch. It says ignore the effect of the spell or endless spell. That means like your movement shenan like stopping my movement and like anything it does. It says I ignore it. Like at any time. So I'm like, oh yeah, like let's go. Um so so I really I thought that they'd have some really cool like meta or counterplay. I, I still think that they, they kind of in terms of like tactics and, and, and gameplay, I still think they fall in as a meta choice or if you just don't care about being the best, but you want the coolest fluff, this is the <laughs> army you play. Like, you play Null Myriad. And right on the other page is, like, the second, I think... It, like, this is this is the fun zone. It's page 82, Null Myriad, page 83, Crematorians. This the is the fun zone. These ones are my favorite. I mean, not okay. as far as what I would play, but it's just their well, story. The Null right. Myriad's cool. Somebody just made bombs. Let's well, turn let, all let, these skeletons into bombs. Well, you got to finish the Null Myriad because they still have... Um, right, right. So, so, like, they, you know, they, they, they have um, the command trait for Unsettling and Sinister. Subtract one to hit rolls that attack... Um, uh, hit rolls made with melee weapons that target this general. So, like, that's all right. That's not bad. And then he fur- uh, your general's going to further uh, reduce a bravery. So if you got any, like, um, this, will, this will actually complement your uh, uh, Mortec Crawler which uh, one of its special shots cares about bravery. So you can uh, get a, a penalty to bravery with that with that command unit. And then I your like artifact... The, I like the blade. Yes. So this... So, cool. this uh, so there was a joke around, like, April Fool's a year ago. Uh, it was going around on, like, Twitter and Facebook talking about mortaler wounds. <laughs> like, um, and uh, that is what the Baleful Blade is, is it is mortaler wounds. It Actually, I'd say it's the mortalist wounds. So once, because... once I make a wound roll with this thing, with one of my <laughs> melee weapons, once I make a wound roll, you don't get a save roll. You yes. can't negate them. Right. So you can heal them later. So there's no negating. So if someone has a special ability that negates wounds. It ignores armor. Say, like you get no armor save mm-hmm. and it ignores your shrug. It's the mortalist of wounds. <laughs> like, so, like, Gotrek doesn't even get a bonus against this. Yeah, yeah. It just says, like, no, you're going to take this damage. Now, Gotrek will reduce the amount of damage taken. Okay. Right? Because I think, ah, uh, oh, man, that, that's we're getting into FAQ territory. All right, I yeah. I, that's I, yeah not, okay, sorry. I, I, if, if you knew off the top of your head, I'd say let's talk about it, but that's, okay, don't worry about it. I'd have to read it. It I, is pretty I cool. But I like the I, bombs. Yeah, but now crematorians is is my um, I think crematorians are the potential for the most fun. You would have a blast playing these. Yeah, I I see what you <laughs> did there. You. I wasn't Thank giving it to you, but I'll Thank I'll you. give it to you. I'll give it to you. So having so a now, blast. Okay. Now crematorians is is the uh, each time a friendly crematorians model is slain by an attack made with a melee weapon. Specifically melee weapon, not spells, not ranged. Before the slain model is removed from play, add one. Uh, it's a, you know, if it's a hero or a monster, you add roll, one to the roll. Uh, on a five up, pick an enemy unit within three inches of the slain model. It suffers a mortal wound. So basically, on a five up, uh, it does a mortal wound in, in melee. Um, this is a lot of fun. Now, you need to temper your expectations slightly because it is in melee. It has a situational requirement, and it's on 100... 30 point per 10 units. This isn't on Grotz, right? Or or like Skaven, 
where where you you just have forty blocks and that's it's it it costs you nothing. Yeah, and it only works when your guys are dying. Right, but you do have regen, so you want to like you just this is the somebody really loves corpse explosion <laughs> in Diablo. Like it's just their favorite thing is like D two corpse explosion necros. And this is what you're doing. Is you're making a corpse explosion factory. You're going to take your harvesters, which uh, we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, you're you're going to take the harvesters to like regen your units as they're blowing up, and you're just going to like start putting them back on the table and like laughing the whole time, inflicting mortal wounds. This is the army that I think has the mo- as far as like Osiric Bone Reapers go. If you love just removing models. Like, you don't care what's happening in the game as long as stuff is exploding on both sides of the table. This is the army for you. I think Crematorians is the most possible fun you can probably have with the army. And I also think, for both you and your opponent, because most of my opponents don't seem to care if stuff's dying. Like, they, they on either side of the table. Um, but I also think their paint scheme. The, of the like the t- you get to like paint them sort of like in like inferno y and like have them with like glowing ready to blow up skulls and stuff like that. I think these guys are just, it's between these and null myriad because null myriad get to be black and black is cool. Um, but but crematorians are just they're sweet, they're just so cool. Um, so yeah, you've got the their base ability is immolation, they blow up. Um, levelers of cities, they ignore cover bonuses, cool. Um, Eh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, the general, when it dies, it gets to blow up bigger. And then it's got the searing blade, which has plus one damage on it. So, like, you're not playing this for the other stuff. You stopped no. reading after it said skeletons blow up. <laughs> yeah, I kept going through it going, oh, okay. Oh, no I, cover. I want... No cover. Okay. In my dream of dreams, I wish LON had this ability subway. Like that's really your dream of dreams. I'm just, I'm, I'm just asking you. Is that really your dream of dreams? No, no, it's not. Okay, it's, good. Uh, because that's no, no, uh, no. <laughs> no, no. All right, fair enough. Jeez. Uh, All right. So listen. Um, why don't we take a break? Okay. And uh, when we come back, we'll run through the command traits and the artifact really quick, and then try to get through some of uh, like the nexus and some of these uh, uh, units. Like you can just point out, we don't have to go through every special thing on every special guy because there's like there's uh, Nagash and Archon that'll take forever. But let's try uh, to go over. Let's try to go over. About, I know you could. I know you, can just you have could. Have me on for an entire episode of just me talking about Nagash. Three yeah. hours. <laughs> tell and, you how and, great and you he would. Is. I'd just be sitting going. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. 
That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. Back, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back, 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 back. Da, 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 da. I'm trying to come up with theme music. I don't. It's not working, but I'm trying. Be like, we're we're back, backbone, backbone, bone, daddy. I don't know. I don't. I, I got nothing, man. I'm okay, sorry. yours is no better than mine. So now I don't feel bad. There, I mean, music on the fly is difficult. You know what's not difficult? Picking awesome artifacts and cool spells in this army or chili dogs. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, you're good, man. Do uh, you know what I'm referencing? Uh, no, I missed it. Oh, okay. what was no, that? I actually, I was. I mentioned it in the beginning segment of the show that that stupid commercial on the independent characters. You know, it's not difficult. Chili dogs. Man, I'm, I, I, is this a TV thing? No, like, it's uh, it's just something I it's something I find funny that I don't think anybody else really does. So. You know what? I, <laughs> I just got. I just got it, man. That's brilliant. <laughs> Stop! Wow, you're yeah. oh, you're like an obnoxious version of me. If such a thing is possible, no, no, no. I think it's the opposite. I'm the. I'm the. You're the charming version of me. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll yeah. run with it because normally I got Alex on here, just reminding me how little I actually read the books. So. <laughs> See, I, it's it's weird because like you you you, it, it's interesting how fast the lore came back to me, and I'm not the lore guy. Right? I noticed that you posted up on Twitter. If you want to actually hear me doing the lore, what? Yeah, like I I, I love this army for you the lore. Were I, like, manic about it, dude. I had no idea. Right. Like I I was like, wow, that guy memorized the damn book. Like he came right. in here ready to go. And then like like when I rules wise, which I'm like I'm very much more of a rules person. I haven't played since Wapaka. And, like, I'm knocking the cobwebs off. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I love rules. I can tell you feet combos from characters I made in high school in Dungeons & Dragons, you know? Right. I could tell you, like, it, it, like all that stuff. And I can go back through, like, various lists and stuff I built. But it's still, like, there's, like, a muscle memory associated with, like, rules for oh, me. Yeah. It's like, I, like once I, like, I would hold the model, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's it. And it's, so it's weird. Like, I feel like I'm knocking the cobwebs off because it's this this stupid isolation. Well, here we, we go. Care. I'm ready to knock some reason. cobwebs. Like, 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 yeah, let's get in here. Let's get in here. So all it's right. like Command I'm rediscovering three. the army I love right now. Nice. It's, it's See? why I love all this stuff. And so it's like I want to paint more again. This like is why it. teaching about stuff or, or, or ta- doing what you're doing right now is so much fun because you've got people who are – well, at least you – you know, with teaching, it's different. You know, until you get to college, you don't have people who are interested. And then only sometimes. But you got people who actually want to hear this, and you're telling it to them, and you're getting excited. You're like, wait a minute. You could do this, and you could do this. And oh my God, wait. You can, you know, you could totally do this. And if you don't want to just come in with Nagash and be a total jerk and just wipe Dave's models right off the table yeah, with the hand yeah, of death, you, I mean, then you everyone can do wants this. to do that. Right, yeah. Everyone wants to do that. <laughs> 
But if they don't, that, that's the thing is like like we, we, we got – we spent so much time like the army had just kind of come out. We were just starting to see it in the tournaments and I think it – like, OK, the people who are like super committed, they're going to – the grinders, they're going to get their armies out first. But like the, the mortal men like myself – um, well, this came out and everybody was like, look, contrast paints. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it, it took me until January to have my army between – book came out November. It took me until January to have my army on the table. Yep. You know, like like I feel like that's a normal – I work 40 plus – 40 to 60 hours a week. I've got a fam- – I feel like that's a normal pace you see. And so I had just got my army out into the wild. I had just unfurled it upon the world. Uh, uh, I had – crushed you uh you you know, and left you in the dust and and then and then it was like okay now everyone like go and now everyone like you know you could die and like kill your friends if you go out into the world i'm like okay time to so, so like i you know you had to throw the tarp over it like that that mint cherry ride that the car you've been fixing up just for summer and then you didn't get to drive it in the summer and, and so i'm like i'm i'm just i i it feels like that conversation about how awesome this army is kind of paused for a little bit because then a lot of other stuff was happening around then. We got oh yeah, wait till I get those elves next week, man. I'm telling you, oh, I'm man. picking up Harris. I'm really excited about them. I think that like the elves are basically the Mac version of of Osiarch Bone Reapers. Like, hi, I'm a Mac. I'm a PC. Uh, <laughs> like, like, well, they come in and I'm reading it. And it's like everybody's got like oh, if, as long as this unit's got half its strength, it's uh. Well, it, it's a it's, well, it's a wizard. It's going to go it, and boost itself, and so it's going to do all these boosts. And you're going to sit there and be like, "Do I really want to stop all these boosts?" You're, you're trading. You're trading being a wizard, Ari, for for having your own little like mobile command centers with points. There's there's a there's a push pull, a give take. I really feel like, and I love LRL for the same reasons I love Osiric Bone Reapers because at my core, I love the tactical attrition army. I love that style of play, but yeah. it feels like. It feels like they both started at a at like a like an A, right? Like we have this idea for an army, and then like they yes anded themselves into two different directions and made like this core idea went into these two different great directions. So you, you have the commander commandy point, uh, you know, mobile phalanx uh, phalanx army, and then you've got this like other version of the phalanx army slightly less mobile but trading in like kind of spell dominance and spell points for what are our unique command point abilities like it's really cool it's really cool i think they're great counterpoints to each other um, i'm excited and, I ain't gonna so lie. like i mean i think about the, the i think about players have like faction loyalties right um right. sorry this is Rantcast, Rantcast invading garage. Yeah, no right kidding now. okay hold on let me put the book down let me i'm yeah. gonna get i'm just put yeah, my yeah, listening yeah, ears yeah. on that's okay but, uh, hey, but, we still got ninety minutes. Let's go. All right, right, right. But I'll, I'll get through this quick, and then we'll get we'll get to these rules here. Like, but like you you have like okay, man. Like I love playing this style of army, but I don't want to play order. I want to play death. You don't want to be the bad guys, right? Right. Or, or like I love this style of army, but like I don't want to play death. Death are lame. I want to be the good guys, or or I want to be chaos. I want to burn it down. And how you can like oh yeah, you can go Nurgle and or like some of the slaves of darkness, like kind of Nurgle builds and and have like that attrition tanky army. But like order, staunch cast has been a long time since staunch cast, and fire slayers don't really play the the like formation tactical game. It's 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 berserker dwarves trying to burn down your house. You know, it's a little bit different of a vibe. It's bananas. And, it's just rush them in and just kill everything you can, yeah, and you may die. Yeah. You just may get wiped yeah, out. Yeah, but yeah. if you get some lucky good save rolls and you guys are near each other and they yeah. keep screaming for you know, yeah. And, yeah. boom, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so so it's cool to see this point counterpoint of like 
of looking across the factions, the Grand Alliances, and going like, I kind of want to play this Grand Alliance, and I want to kind of want to play, and you're getting to like sort of narrow down on these like different axioms you want to play, it, and and still find that faction that is like exactly your jam. Well, and now you've and got I've so many that. little sub factions in so many different ways that there's almost yes! there's, there's almost something Tricky. for everybody's playstyle. You can play in 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 one one battle tome. A couple, right. It'll cover a couple of different play styles. Yeah. The, yeah. the the orcs prove that I think, and the especially the orcs, the ogres, uh, cities of Sigmar, of course. And that's the thing is like you destruction shooting, right? Like the the sort of bone split is shooting looks a little bit different from from like order shooting, but it feels very destructiony shooting, right? Right. Uh, what's missing right now, by the way, is death shooting. So vampires, if you can like hand like have a bunch of shooting, that'd be sweet. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, like, it, like, but you, you have that, like, the the way that you, you're like, I want to play a shooting army, and then you look around, and you're like, you can really gravitate towards not just, like, wanting to play a shooting army, but wanting to play a, a destruction shooting army or an order shooting army. And you mm-hmm. you can even play with dials between there. Um, we do have artillery. This is one of the greatest boons of Ossiarch, Bone Reapers, is finally death does have shooting again. And we haven't really seen it since Tomb Kings, and they're, they're kind of, like, insane archers, but... But These here guys remind me of the Tomb Kings with all their little special plays and the way that they work. I, I feel like they. It's. Uh, I mean, it's not like it's not a one for one, and it's not an obvious no, matchup. No, but it, that it's that different. They always had that. The, this is how we play, and it, for them, it was the magic phase, and things went different. Well, here, it's the command and the orders, but it's still army, that idea it doesn't that have a strong magic phase. I mean, you, you uh, uh, Nagash is a mega caster, and you can have a command phase. Or a strong magic phase, but that is not the default, like sort of platonic version of the Ossiarch Bone Reapers army. It is it it's it, the spellcasters that are in its book: Bone Shapers, Soul Reapers, technically, and Soul Masons. Like those are none of them have bonuses like on their scroll. And having a double caster on the on the Mason, which is actually a pretty value pick, like that's that's its thing. Um, we have a great lore, but we don't really have bonuses to cast. We don't have like triple casting and super unbinds, and so it's not like a the things that are becoming spell casting armies. We don't really have that, and it's kind of like Bizarro World for Death a little bit. We do we get RDP instead, right? Again, we're not. I am not upset with how this. I love this army. I think you you get some spells. They're potent spells. Dude, I played dwarves for the first like three years. I played. I know all about not having a great magic phase or not having a magic it's, phase. I've just got good. this stuff going on. It's it's admirable. It's admirable. But as we go forward, it's like, but is it croak? You know, like is it? You know, is is it Nagash good? Like in LON, even like, mm, like there. What a great magic Zinch magic phase. Like what a great magic phase looked like. Looks a lot different from like what this army is doing kind of in again in its platonic sense and i think that's fine that's that's awesome i think you're playing with these levers and you're having this comes back to that thing where like you're narrowing in on the types and even within your own grand alliance which has some traditional things that make it that grand alliance right destruction is random and 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 smash face and death is is sort of like hordy and swarmy and methodical and inevitable uh you you have those dials that you're playing with and then like even within those factions they're getting more and more granular and more and more focused i love that i love that cool so yeah all right jump in cast segment over there we go <laughs> um you just want to hit some of the highlights of the command traits we don't need to go through all of them i kind of marked i liked immortal Ru- ruler negating your you know getting the five up Instead of a six up, 
So yeah, uh, the command traits Liege Cavalos. Um, I mean, this is this is only going to be your Liege Cavalos, right? This is that that mobile. Right. We were kind of talking about him, the mobile command point projecting or command ability projecting, solid scrapper, pretty pretty uh, like really like the peak of what a two hundred point model I think should do. That is like kind of a command Buffy still wants to fight you unit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Relentless is all right. You get a bonus Relentless discipline, Immortal Ruler. Yeah, better uh, better to have that bonus. I like uh, Life Stealer too. You know, if you can, if you if you kill anything, you get up to heal up to D three wounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. those, I, those I like those. Those are always my go tos because especially, you know, seven wounds. It's not bad, but it's not. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you put the Life Stealer on it, and keeping in mind that you can uh, you can like uh, really maximize what you're doing strategically with its impact hits to like kill that mo- uh that model over there now it's not that's not going to trigger the the life stealer but you're going to like kill that model over there and then i'm going to fight this like your battle line unit that's just like holding in a point back here over here right life stealer is just going to like guarantee you win that combat so so there's some cool stuff in there um chances are it's going to be absorbed by your your sub faction trait though so okay um were there other things you wanted to point out here? Uh, like in the in the, the Cavalos one? No, that's all I had marked out. Was there anything that I missed that was important? I, I mean, it's just your standard uh, things. Like gain an additional relentless discipline point is 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 fine. This is this is a, a, a season to season to taste type uh, compliment here because again, a lot of the times these command traits are going to be absorbed by the fact that you really do want to go uh, one of the other. Uh, you really do want to go with one of the sub-factions. They add so much spice to the army already. So, yeah, oh, that's right, because you go with the sub-faction, you're not picking any of this stuff, because it already picked right. it for you. Right. Yeah, um, you're kind of locked in. Right, because it's the command traits. Okay, so let's just jump to the artifacts then, because the artifacts, after the first one, you can yeah. pick them. Right. So this is where you're going to see some of the real real flavor now, uh, come, come together. I liked Mind Blade. Okay. Uh, and once again, you see how I play. I was like, "Oh, that sounds cool. That's uh, like that's that's good for the story." Uh, pick one of the bear's melee weapons. Unmodified hit roll of attack is a six. They lose a command point to a minimum of zero, and that hero cannot use command abilities for the rest of the battle. Um, that's now obviously, um, it yeah, may got- it may not work. Plus yeah. that would that's something you yeah. yeah and he hit me and I couldn't use my command ability I mean if you only got two or three heroes on the board yeah yeah so so this is I mean that's you've got three attacks on the uh, the the weapon that this will be replacing on the Liege Cavalos mm-hmm. um, so every two combats you might do this right yeah 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 so. I- I'm so you might do this, and uh, if you're in Staliarch Lords where you can hit and run tactics people, where you're like, ah, and then you just like run away, there's some really cool combo potential. There's there's fun. I this is this is in the category of what I call cute. This is very cute. Can you I see? Like this. Can you see that I keep falling back? That I like the guys on the horses. This is like the stuff. I leash leash cavalos are they're awesome. They're really cool. Like I said, they're 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 really like exactly what this army wants. Yeah. But the one here is Helm of the Ordained. This is this is the this is the rim. Sh- this is this is this is the three ball. This is this is the swish. This is the slam dunk. Oh, oh! So, How did I miss I'll that? I'll allow you to go ahead and yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, plus one to hit for friendly OBR units and their mounts that are wholly twelve within twelve inches of this bearer. 
plus one to hit, which includes himself. So yes. your Leech Cavalos is and now hitting on twos, and so is yep. the Mount. Oh, that's dumb. And the Death Riders are also hitting on twos, and their horses are hitting on threes. Yes. So this is, oh. I mean, you're going to, and he, remember, your Leech Cavalos is handing out that plus one, uh, that plus one attack as well. Right? Oh, that's so right. Now you're seeing, yeah. This is, this is, this is what you're taking. Um, if you're talking like just, also it's the Helm of the Ordained, so if we're talking about the flavor, this is the, this dude has been chosen by Nagash to go and like, like kick ass and chew bubblegum, and he's all out of bubblegum, right? This, okay. Yeah, you'd have to get to a third artifact to get the Mind Blade in there. Right. But still, you never know. I could totally yeah. do a two battalion, uh, I could easily do a two battalion Stalyark Lords. It'll just put I, all horses. Double, double Stalyark Lords. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a, I, I think you can get about 30 horses in a double Stalyark Lords list. So yeah. if you wanted to do, I mean, just, it'd be super it's elite. Mur- Murderponies.army. Exactly. And keep in mind that, that Cavalos, we haven't gotten there yet, but Cavalos are three wounds per, not two. Your standard sort of like three per. Like they're pretty meaty. Oh. Um, <laughs> like they're pretty meaty. I mean, this is this is what I call like a like bone stampede instead of brass stampede. Like it's one of my dream lists. I, I only have uh, uh, twenty murder ponies right now, but I need or I only have ten murder ponies right now, but I want to get those other twenty and live the dream. <laughs> See, because that's 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 the list I I've been playing just playing with is messing with that because it just seems like so much fun. Oh yeah, I mean, this is this is the pin and win. Like you're just gonna like. You're just gonna blaze it. You're gonna Tokyo drift it across the table just with your twelve inch your twelve inch moving. If you're Stalyark Lords running and charging, retreat and charging, like just get all the bonus. Have... Uh, you know, oh, it only does two mortal wounds. Yeah, but I'm doing them every turn, every unit because I'm retreating and charging yeah. back in and then, over and over and over again. Yeah, when you retreat, charge, you get the you get the mortal the impact wounds multiple times. Like, oh yeah, and this army plays kind of fair. Uh, I mean, it's it's statistically on paper the numbers are really really strong for this army but it's not really doing much in terms of like it's not teleporting it's not double activating it's not always striking first no it's, it's just not really doing you down right it's just like it's an just... all pig army with the with the uh with the orcs yeah yeah it's just it's just qualitying you to death right like, <laughs> yeah so helmer the ordained is is really like the great tool here or okay. the great artifact here um and then if you get a bone shaper I liked the artisan's key. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, before you use the ability, roll a die on a four up. You can either pick two units, or you could pick one unit. Wait. Yeah. Oh, one yeah. unit to be affected twice. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what you're so gonna you're doubling this- it basically. Yeah, you're double tapping on. The, the Bone Shaper's ability is to essentially regen three three wounds or three models worth of stuff. Okay, so it can put three wounds back on a hero, or put three models back in a unit, or regen a single Cavalos, right? Because a, 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 a Cavalos Death Rider is three wounds, uh, right. so it can regen a single one of those. Um, but this allows you to double tap, and what's cool about this is this, unlike some other stuff, they, they tend to say like it, it still has to be two targets. This says you can target the same thing twice. So half the time, you get back six bodies instead of three. This is awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, it, it, this is in Petrifex Elite. If you have a, access to the second, um, to the second artifact, this is, if you're not going like the Helm of the Ordained, because like maybe you don't have a Leash 
Liege Cavalos in your army or whatever. Like, this is really where I love to, to see people go. You have a Bone Shaper and a 20 block of Mortec Guard coming in at, uh, you know, around, what, 300 points or so? Uh, dirty mathing it. Uh, regenning three, sometimes six bodies. That unit is going nowhere. Unless they, get to the, unless they get to the unless they get to the unless they get to the Mortison Bone Shaper. So so yeah, that's I mean it's pretty great. Um, that's really um, I mean that's the one for me. That's okay. Well, I was right then. Now, now the the Soul Masons. Yeah, they've got. I I I thought that the Goth Gothazar cartouche and possibly the throne of Zent might be pretty good. Um I didn't like yeah. the Soul Reservoir because I don't I'm not gonna take a bonus and then risk screwing it up. Because I know um, I'd I'd roll that twelve right off the bat and be like, God bless America. Right. See what I don't like about things like this is they make the high roll feel bad and I don't feel like in in as a game design thing you should ever make the high roll feel bad. Well I mean right? I, I remember the unstop you know irresistible force with the twelves and then it might do something bad. That was always fun because it, but there was no bonusing to it. I I, I never minded that. Of mm. course I pulled my guy into the ground when they mm. first came out with that. I remember my uh, vampire counts army. Mm. We figured out the statistic impossibility of what I did, but it was the first several times that I cast uh that I uh, did irresistible force? I got sucked <laughs> into the warp. Like we figured it out, and the odds are like one in several thousand <laughs> that I could do that that many times in a row. Right. It was just dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so see, I'm like, nope, don't want to do that no more. Yeah, when when people tell me like things are unlikely to happen in like reality, I'm like, I play dice games. I have been the victim of the point oh 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 one percent chance. Uh, don't tell me. <laughs> like, exactly. Right. Um. I like I like the Gothazar cartouche here. So plus one to wound rolls, uh, friendly death unit with the melee weapons, friendly death within nine inches. Uh, uh, but you can't uh, target death because it right. doesn't work against death. Right. Plus one to wound. That is really good within nine inches of that guy. So your your, your armies on threes and fours usually, you're going to find a way like either Helm of Ordained. We'll get into one of the easier ways to get a plus one to hit a little bit later on. But you're going to try to – if your army isn't finding a way to get twos to hit – in it, uh, you have begun to build your list wrong. Okay, in terms of just like sheer optimization, I'm not gonna say, like whatever you want to do fun, have at it, man. I'm not I'm not judging here, but if you're talking pure optimization, you're gonna try to find a way to get a plus one to hit in this army. There's three ways to do it pretty handily. Uh, this is one of the only ways to get a straight up bonus to wound rolls, and and uh, so you want that like twos and threes to hit looks a lot better than threes and fours. So I if if I end up with a second artifact, um, I I get my plus one to hit out of the way in some way first. Sometimes that means it's the helm of the ordained. Sometimes it means the one of my endless spells. Um, once I get that out the way, I start looking for a, uh, this this bonus to wound. So um, it's just it's so good. Now it, it, again, uh, other death units. So in the mirror match, it's it, you wasted an artifact slot, which is important to note. Um, but I don't care about needing a bonus to wound against Night Haunt or um or Legion of the Gosh. I'm I, you know what I'll take I'll I'll whatever. <laughs> like, right, I'm okay with it. Um, so so it's just in the mirror match. This can be a little bit of a liability, but otherwise any it's the only other way beyond Xantos, which I mentioned earlier on to supplement your wound hits. Cool. 
And then the other one is just plus two wounds, and then their their mount gets plus two attacks. But I just anytime you can add wounds to something that's a little fragile. Yeah. Right. So you know, I mean, he's got a five up save. You know what I'm saying? Right. Even if you go put him in the other, you know, oh great, he's up to fours. You know, so plus two wounds and plus uh, you know a few more attacks with his. I mean, he's got rend on those stupid claws. Might as well give him a bonus. But that, yeah, I think it means it's the cartouche, you- yeah. It means you have to commit something serious to him at all and to kill him is really what the throne says. Right. So you have to actually try to kill him. Like you're not going to wuss slap kill him to death. With, with your, all like, these other options, though, I just don't see that being one that gets taken unless you're it, – It's it's the cartouche, I think, yeah. is really where you're going to go. Um, I can see the soul res- reservoir. I, I'd hear an argument for it. But a plus two to cast and a can break. I don't like the feels bad of ever rolling – like the box cars, it should always feel awesome to roll box cars, right? And like something like, yeah, I rolled by. Ah, right. like I don't like that feeling personally. But uh, and then for the Soul Reaper, I liked uh, the Lumen Scythe minus one from hits that uh, target the bearer, plus one to casting rolls for the bearer when they try Soul Blast, Pall of Doom, or any spell from the Lore of the Mortisons. Right. So War Scroll spell, spell from uh, Shyish and. Uh, any of their lores uh i like lumen scythe as well um i this so uh the soul reaper is one of the is the cheapest thing to buy in your army at 120 points that isn't an endless spell uh you will end up finding yourself with lists that have like 120 points left over and uh, a hero is better than no hero at all or a unit is better than running 120 points down. Uh, on the off chance you find yourself in one of those situations where you're buying a Soul Reaper just to fill out your points, I love Lumen Scythe. It makes the Soul Reaper kind of do its job it, as the that sort of weird like melee mancer, that melee spellcaster. Um, because that's what a Soul Reaper is, is. It's like a melee. It's got like kind of a good combat profile, and it can cast spells, but doesn't cast spells well. Like. Lumen Scythe says, "Okay, yeah, like it might. It's not going to blow up in melee combat, and it can actually get a spell off." So nice. I, I do like Lumen Scythe. Uh, and then we're at the, the spell lores, and a lot of these seem interesting. A lot of these spells seem interesting. I mean, we start off obviously. You're on a five up. You get D three Relentless Discipline points. That's so. So Arcane Command. That's the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Your, uh, where this comes in is if you have Archon or Nagash specifically. Both of those lists run very, very hero light, meaning you don't have a ton of RDP. This kind of makes up for the downside of running either of them. Okay. They're the only ones who will really ever cast it. It is out of sequence, uh, CPs, which is decent. So if you have, um, if you have like a, an extra, you know, usually it's an extra bone shaper or a soul mason, uh, you might take this, but it's like the third or fourth priority down because your lore spells are really, really good. Um, and again, you're, you're solving a list building boss puzzle to begin with, with this army. Um, and really what arcane command says is like, since Archon and Nagash know all the lore spells, it says, like it says here up at the top of the spell lore section, it, it says that Nagash and Archon know all of them. Uh, they're the ones who are going to, cast that when they need it on the turn that they know they're going to need that extra d3 command points mm-hmm. sorry relentless discipline points but that's it's basically it's basically there for them it supplements them now who has all the nadrite weapons remind me nadrite weapons are basically on everything except for your special weapons <laughs> oh, okay 
Um, yeah, so you're you're uh, you're you're, st- you're Mortec Guard and your and your Cavalos both both wield uh, Naderite weapons. Your uh, Cavalos Death Riders. Okay, so this spell on a five up. Pick a friendly unit that's got those weapons. Okay, uh, wholly within twenty four inches until the start of your next hero phase. Those weapons cause two hits on an unmodified five instead of an unmodified six. Or a four instead of six for charging Death Riders. So your horsies get a super bonus to cause double hits. Yeah, their spears, uh, especially like Splody, real good like. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah. that's see, that's, ah, I like that. Uh, that was yeah. the one I kept looking at with my, I'm like, oh, I got my horsey guys. This is the way yeah. to go, man. Yeah, this is, this, is, uh, this is spell selection number one in your lores. This is the one you take every time and you make sure it's in every army. Um, it casts on a what is it a, a five? Uh, yeah, so it's really really easy to get off for the most part. You don't have a bunch of bonuses to cast, so unbindy armies will stop you. But if you have Nagash, it goes off automatically. Yes, basically. Yeah, I saw. Uh, yeah, you you proved that really well. I know. <laughs> so <laughs> so, um, so Naderite, uh, empower Naderite weapons. This is kind of like uh, priority number one through your lore selections. I feel. Okay, um, so protection of Nagash, this one's interesting. It goes off on a six. Roll mm-hmm. a die each time a wound or mortal wound is allocated to the caster. On a five up, it's negated. If any wounds or mortal wounds are allocated to the caster and not negated, then the caster is not slain, or and the caster is not slain, removed from the battlefield after all the wounds have been allocated, then set them up anywhere on the battlefield more than nine inches from an, any enemy units. After setting up the model, the spell is unbound. So it's, it just stays on a guy until it stops working, and then he teleports out of there because he got wounded. Right. So um, this is, again, a situation where protection of Nagash exists for Archon and Nagash because they know all of the – this is on caster only, Right. Oh, okay. uh, so you can't you can't put it on the unit you can't put it on a unit of Mortec Guard. That would be disgusting. Um but as it stands it says that my spellcaster gets a gets a teleport if you target it. So good players tend not to target you. Um and I wanna say good players, but like it becomes very strategic to sometimes not target your caster at all when it has this because they don't want to give you a free redeploy. Now this last sentence says that like after setting up the model this the spell is unbound. That doesn't mean anything. Uh, we just kind of assume because like unbind is a specific interaction in the game. Uh, we just assume that it means the spell is gone now. Yeah, that's right? what I figured. Yeah, so you so so like it, the spell is is gone after it does this. So notably, if you don't if you don't take a wound, like you just ignore everything, you don't get the teleport, and the spell sticks around. But that's so great because that spell it doesn't say it's till the next hero phase. If I can keep right. rolling five ups, I could keep the whole game. Just like, and that's fine. I don't need to teleport if you can't hurt me. Yeah. So like Nagash, I mean, this is the like I love to think that Nagash was sitting there with the nine books, like the nine books that he wrote. It's like I need a spell to protect myself because there's so much more shooting in the game now. <laughs> so like I I need to protect myself. Oh yeah, so protect it, protection for Nagash. Oh no, that'll be two on the nose. And he like crosses out four and he writes, "Oh, oh Nagash." There you go. Nice. And then Archon can have sometimes. Yeah, and Archon gets to use it cuz he's he's smart. Oh yeah. All right. Um yeah, this this is this is the go juice for the for the Nagash spell lists or for the Nagash lists. 
this this really says that Nagash gets to be where I need him. Uh, I'm run. I basically have 900 to a thousand points sunk into Nagash, depending on if if I take spell portal and and like an endless spell or whatever. I'm basically like almost at a thousand points. He's 880 at face value plus spell plus uh, endless spells. This is how you start to get the value back out of him is by my randomly or my my relatively slow army, but I have a redeploy on Nagash. I'm going to put him where I need him on the table at all times. Uh, nice. If you target him. Uh, or you can do what I do and take Pedulum and hit yourself and then teleport. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so dopey. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's jump to the <laughs> Pendulum myself. What the hell? All right. Yeah, let's I reinforce know. the battle shield. It's, it's, it's a little beardy. It's a little it beardy. Is, I but know. it works. It works. <laughs> okay. Uh, reinforcing battle shields on a six. Pick a Bone Reaper unit with shields or Natterite battle shields within 24 inches. Until the start of the next hero phase, they get a 5-up against Mortal Wounds. Yeah, so this is specifically against Mortal Wounds. This is priority number two. Empower Natterite blades, reinforce battle shields. Uh, Especially since we're seeing the the croak bombs and what LRL is about to do to us. That having... Mortal Wounds is kind of like one of the major Achilles heels of this army. I know, I know, Mortal Wounds hurt every army. But, like, they really do, like, kind of cut through the value of my troop. When you, One Mortal Wound against my guys is twice as, value, as valuable against one Mortal Wound against a regular Skeleton Warrior, you know? Gotcha, like, yeah. It's, okay, so, so Mortal Wounds are super valuable. Uh, this, what this kind of says, kind of tactically, is says... You're not going to target that unit with mortal wounds, right? And so I'm going to manipulate the combats, or it says that I know this arm, this unit's about to get hit with your unit that does that that just like that kind of poops out mortal wounds. Then I'm going to go okay. I'm going to buffer this thing against it. So re, for me, reinforced battle shields is like kind of your second priority uh, in your general bone reaper list. Nagash and Archon are like their own exception because they get all of the spells. Right. Right. Uh, Drain Vitality is another one on a six. Enemy unit within 18 inches. I like this one just lore-wise. Oh, yeah. uh, stories. So pick an enemy within 18 inches, and then until my next hero phase, if they roll sixes to attack, they got to re-roll them. If they, ro- <laughs> if they roll sixes to save, they got to re-roll them. Yeah, so this this is a great spell to have as your like second or third spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it provided you you get your empower and right you get your reinforced battle shields or like say I'm playing um I'm playing like crematorians I'm not going to take reinforced battle shields I don't care right right um but but drain vitality becomes like it shuts off all those pesky unmodified sixes to do something cool yep. this is a great great counter spell like rather a spell that is really great for like countering what armies are trying to do it's it's really awesome I really like it um. And making people reroll the sixes when you're on like rend one or rend two for a lot of your weapons across the army, if you're running Petrifex, you get the rend twos. Like you're saying, the only way you can save is a six. Oh, you got the sixes, reroll it. You're not going to get that what thirteen ish percent chance again. Like, sorry, buddy. Sorry, sixteen percent chance again. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. So. Re- it, it, it wrecks. Like I said, every spell in this lore seems pretty good to me. Uh, and then we finally got to the mortal contract, the last one. This is the most expensive one. This one's a seven. Ooh, I know, a fair spell. <laughs> yeah, so pick an enemy within 18 inches, and for the rest of the... Okay, 
Pick an enemy within 18 inches of the cast from visible. For the rest of the battle, roll a dice at the end of each phase during which any attacks made by that unit, unit inflicted any damage on friendly Osiarch Bone Reapers. So once I cast it, it's on them. It's on them for the game. If they do any right. damage to any of my units... In any sequence. In yeah, any, any phase. phase. And so you're rolling this at the end of every phase. So if they're fighting in multiple phases... So on a three-up, they take D3 mortal wounds. Mm-hmm. You can't do that more than once per hero phase. Yeah. So now, what here they comes did... my question. Yeah. yeah. Can I cast it on them, the same unit, in an, on the next turn? Right. So this is this is the FAQ. Um, that that last sentence, essentially, you cannot pick the same unit to be affected by the spell more than once per hero phase. It's just more than once per battle. Okay. Like, you can only target a unit per. Um, you can get a lot of mileage out of Mortal Contract, though. Like, say I, I throw it on, like, your range shooting unit that wants to shoot, and then I attack you in melee. So you shot me. You're forced to fight me, right? Like, I'm going to get a ton of mileage as this goes on. I really like this spell because you'll notice something with these spell lures. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of do Mortal Wounds. This is the only one that does it, but it does it multiple times, so it's got a value, right? Yeah. Um, it's probably... I, I rate this one about where I rate Arcane Command. It's really nice if you have an extra spell lore, or if you're Nagash or Archon, right? If you're Nagash, you're just going to throw this on everything anyway because you've got eight spells a turn. Right. Whatever. You're like you're like Bono in the in the South Park episode where you're just walking through, just yeah, 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 like just pointing your finger around and like everyone's getting hit with spells. It's okay. great. All right. So um, the last thing outside of regular units that we have is the Bone Tithe Nexus. Yeah. All right. So. Now this you, you can just you get to set this up. This is free, right? Yeah. So you get your. I mean, it's it's your faction terrain. You get it like folks get their bow, like uh, like IDK get their boats, or 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 my Beast of Chaos army gets its herdstone. Uh, what is different about it is it is set up before other terrain comes down. Um, now I'm going to go into pure speculation land. Uh, if you see this thing, it's like ten inches tall. By like ten inches, it's, it's ridiculously massive. large. Uh, I really think that the the sculpt team was just like allowed to be unleashed and just come up with the coolest, most extreme sculpt for faction terrain ever. Uh, this is, I think, the second coolest terrain in the game. Uh, it's a bit too big. It, it's, it's, it's a bit too big. Too big. It's, it looks, it's cool. I get it. This is what they talked about in the lore. They set up right. a place to drop off your bone tithe. Yep. And so there's this big, and it's supposed to be big and imposing and scary. But in terms of the, the just that sheer real Footprint. estate it takes up yeah. on the game board, it's too big. It uh, looks cool. I, dis- I disagree. Uh, I of think it's exactly as big as it needs to be because every model should be huge and sweet. Um, but <laughs> but I understand people's complaints. Uh, no, I think the coolest one is the Loon Shrine, which also gets criticized as being so, too huge. So I'm like, at least I'm consistent. Um, <laughs> oh, it's cool too, but it, it's very cool. But it, that one's too big too. That, I, some, the, the these cat- things are just big. The, the CAD file probably should be about 10% smaller, you know, but but whatever. I'm just uh, saying, I, it just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's big. But so then it gets four special abilities. What Now, which – go ahead and run through them real quick, why don't you? Because yeah, I know you know what yeah, works here. Yeah, so this one – you drop this down again at the beginning of the uh, beginning of the, the game, essentially, uh, before table sides are determined. So you're, you're, you're going to – you know the mission – in order to not set it up on the objective because it follows the standard terrain rules and that it can't be set up you know, on top of an objective. So okay. it's going to be outside of the objective and you're probably going to put it near, near the center of the table almost every time without fail. Okay? Okay. Uh, now, 
So it's basically always going to come down the center of the table. Um, and then you have these punishments, basically. In your hero phase, you choose uh, a punishment to sort of unleash upon your opponent. Uh, there are four of them. Uh, do you, uh, you do you want me to go through them or... But yeah, I mean they're all pretty quick, you know. Yeah. yeah so, so punishment of agony. Pick, uh, you know, uh, pick one enemy unit wholly within eighteen inches of this terrain feature that is visible to it. Uh, it's visible to it. This thing is huge. On a four up, subtract one from hit rolls. Uh, this is probably the best one. Okay. So they're, uh, they're, you can make them minus one to hit. Yeah, they, I mean it's gameable in that like if they if they can they can daisy chain out a unit to be outside of that wholly within eighteen. But again, this thing is huge. It's got a huge footprint. And you're going to put it near the center of the table uh, to try to catch that, and you're probably going to be fighting over objectives. So they can game it a little bit, but chances are if you get this thing to go off, it's it it, it tags a priority unit. And the uh, go ahead. I was saying the other. Is there more you wanted to say about the punishment of agony? Or just no, 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 no. Okay, the other short range one I was going to say is punishment of lethargy. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's the other one. That's only only eighteen inches. Yeah, only a mere a peasant's eighteen inches. Right. And so on that um, one, that one seems you can mess with people with this one. On this, a four up, they can't run until the next hero phase, and they only charge on on a single d six. Yeah. So so P- punishment of lethargy is, and this is this is for both the Osiric Bone Reaper player and the and the people playing against Bone Reapers. Um, you want to use this like turn one or turn two, right? You're going to throw down the bone tie the nexus at the beginning of the game, and you can say, your thing is stuck there while I take up real estate on the table. Um, and because that holy within 18, that's when it's the most gameable. So if you're deploying against me, I want you to know I probably want to use this one more than anything. And so, like, have that one little, like, chaff line, just a, a stretch outside of it, or whatever your, your, you know, your grunt is. Have the one... The booty hanging out just outside of 18 inches, depending on what your strategy is, who's going first, obviously. But chances are uh, this is one of the ones I try to I try to use this as early as possible. Or once we've the game is kind of broken down in those late stages and you're trying to scoop up objectives and be like, you can't run to it. You know, I'm going to get to it first. And I I like that the close ones go off on a four plus. Correct. Okay, but then the far away ones, they go off a lot easier. I don't understand. I guess as it radiates out, it just gets crazier and crazier. I think it's because they feel like it's a, um, it is a, uh, it's a weaker effect for the other two. I think. I, I guess so. Yeah. I just it's, it seems like you'd think that close to it, it's radiating the most power, but it just yeah. does the exact opposite. It's like boom, it hits here, and then there's that wave. By the yeah. time it gets to the edge, outer edges. Yeah, so, so Punishment of Death is uh, is the 36-inch enemy unit within 36 and so not wholly within, keep in mind. Uh, this is the table. You can hit anything on the table for, for the most part with this. Uh, on a two-up, it takes one mortal wound. It's seen, it, this is probably the weakest one, but you have no idea how often you're just like, I just need to finish off that wizard, or I just need to finish off that hero, or I just need to... Lo-. You, and you end up... I find myself using this one a lot more than I would like to. To just deal one mortal wound to finish off a thing in a little um, bit later game, yeah, exactly. Um, or or like something's out wholly within, not wholly within eighteen. I usually just default to using this one because it does anything at all. Um, and then I'll roll a one and like we move on with our lives. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then punishment uh, of ignorance. Uh, this is a great counter ability wholly within uh, thirty six inches on a two up. Subtract one from casting, dispelling, and unbi- uh, unbinding rolls. This is. You're going to see a lot more mileage out of this one with LRL, Zinch, you know, stuff like you're, you're, you're going to see a lot more mileage out of Punishment of, of Ignorance now. 
counter matchup. This is pretty good. To, to make you have to roll uh, an actual seven for really real instead of a six for your steroids in combat, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, like, I'd rather have you flip a coin than, you know, kind of guarantee you get the cool thing um, in the mirror match. Okay, well, let's do one more thing. One more thing before we take a break, because we need to take a break in another couple of minutes here. Um, mm-hmm. The three endless spells. Yes. That the OBR comes with. Yeah. What do you think of them? Uh, so, uh, just maybe it's because of the armies I, I tend to run. I tend to run Nagash. Bone Tithe Shrieker is the easiest way to get your plus one to hit, I think. Helm of the Ordained, because you want to run a you want to run in one of the cool sub-factions, mm-hmm. you're going to have to take a battalion to get that Helm of the Ordained. So I, I consider it a little bit weaker in that respect. Um, or, uh, you know, you're taking... Catacross, um, so like you're you're, you're committing uh, you're committing uh, f- five hundred points to to get your uh, plus one to hit if you're using Catacross. Um, so those are your like your two most reliable ways to get it besides the Bone Tithe Shrieker to get that plus one to hit, so that everything's hitting on twos, right? We want that. Okay. <laughs> um, this thing it's soul linked, so all of our spells have this soul linked ability. Uh, that means that only the Bone Reaper player can use them. But you have a minus one penalty to cast. Um, That's right, because once they're out... Okay, right, yeah. I read that, yeah. Yeah, so those so those six ups to say... Uh, so those six up, uh, the six to cast become sevens, right? That starts to look a little bit more intimidating. In the mirror match, I'm going to give you a penalty to cast. Now you're at an eight. Now that's becoming unreliable. So you really have to think about when you use these and and uh, and know that they're... they're yeah, my opponent's not going to move them on me, but there is a trade-off. Uh, Bone Tithe Shrieker, though, is the one that gives you plus one to hit, and then it's got a it gives a penalty to bravery. Now and plus this one to your hit rolls. Yes, that, that's nice. the thing. Um, so it it summons on a five. <laughs> so good. Um, so I in my Nagash list, I actually run a Bone Shaper plus Nagash. Um, that Bone Shaper usually casts this because I don't want Nagash to have the minus one to cast. Gotcha. That's what I was, um, yeah, I was thinking about that too. Yeah, so so I'll I'll cast this on that five. It stuffs up entirely with uh, wholly within twelve inches, um, and then it projects its stuff twelve inches. That's a lot of real estate. Yes. So you're going to put that. You can throw this thing down. Essentially, turn one in the middle of the table. It will do what it needs to do. It'll project that plus one. Uh, that plus one to hit, and then that pot- that portent of doom, that minus one bravery, uh, is going to combo with your Mortec crawlers. Okay. Oh no, Mortec crawlers cares about the characteristic; doesn't care about the modified. No, I'm sorry. Oh okay. Oh, okay. So if all correctly. But, but I also like yeah. that it's for bone reapers that target a unit that's within twelve inches. So if you've right. got a unit that, and it's just inside that twelve inches, and you've got your unit on the, it, it's that unit. It's not holy. So. Yeah. You just get it near, and then people can attack it from anywhere, any side, anything. I like it. Right. Yeah. See, that's yeah. what I this was thinking. Is, this is the awesome one. Uh, Soul Stealer Carrion is uh, – uh, this is what I call the bird friend. Right. <laughs> um, if you want to go through it real quick, and I'll, I'll tell you kind of how – Okay, sure. It, uh, this one casts on a six. It's soul linked, and at, this, at the end of each phase, roll a dice if any chaos, destruction, or order models were slain within six inches of this model. On a one to two, heal a wound allocated to the caster souling to it. On a three or four, a four, inflict a mortal wound on each chaos destruction or order unit within six inches of the model. On a five six, do 
both. Mm-hmm. Um, anything visible to this model is also visible to the caster that is soling to this model. Oh, that's nice too. Yeah, so that's that's really cool for for setting up like your your spell combos and doing your other stuff. Um, what I I like about it is it does it, it it's extra regen. Um, I'll throw the like my soul mason will throw this out too. Um, usually, I think it was at twenty or thirty points. It's stupendously cheap, so you often find yourself with just thirty to ninety points left over in an, in a bone reaper list. You'll just take this for kicks. It seems um, like fun. Just throw it out there. Let yeah, you can put it yeah. anywhere on the board. It just flies around, and if you don't get rid it, of it, yeah, it'll just heal me up if some of your guys get hurt. Yeah, it's just and it's just a, it's just annoying you. Now you're comboing that this thing does like a mortal wound with the. Uh, uh, with the uh, the the nexus now, that's two mortal wounds a turn, right? Like now, we're starting to to see like me really start to like pick off your like five wound heroes that I didn't quite kill last turn, or you know, Cavalo Swift on one hit with it, and so now you're left on two wounds. Like now, you're starting to see some stuff. Each unit um, within six inches could be a several units too. Right, right. Now, that's nice. That is nice. I I like it. Uh, you're not prioritizing taking this, but no. it's but like if you have points left over. Why not take it? It's fun, and the model is cool. It's actually really huge. It's is probably it? the biggest of them. Yeah, it's massive. Okay, um, time for a break, and then we come back. We're gonna. Oh, you forgot the hail scary, the, oh, the nightmare predator. I didn't. I didn't. I did. Was that one any good? Is that worth talking about? I didn't. I mean, it, it moves randomly and it does mortal wounds, which is a at a premium in your army. So okay, uh, you you use it for. It's a good source to have extra mortal wounds. Um, if I have extra points left over and I can't fit both the Nightmare Predator and the Soul Stealer Carrion, chances are I actually probably take the Nightmare Predator because I want the I, I as I mentioned during our spells, um, we usually don't have a lot of source of just pure mortal wounds. The exception being Nagash, but we don't have like a ton of mortal wounds access. Okay. This gives us anything at all, uh, so I love it for that reason. Ah, and so there I was I'm, not thinking it was that great, but uh, I suppose it yeah. It's 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 the Hail Mary pass. You want it in the playbook, you know? Or the hail scary, as I like to call it. <laughs> all right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to – we're not going to go through all the different units. We'll talk about the units that you want to bring up their their abilities or something that's special, but I don't want to run through every single rule. There's 17 units, and that will take us hours. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a break. We're going to talk some units, and then we're going to talk a few list building before we wrap up. All right? Sounds great. All right, Sounds we'll be right great. back. Grognard's. That's right, friends. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, and at grognardgames.com. They are now open daily from 12 to 7 for your gaming pleasure. Now, if you want, you can go into the store, find what you need. Not comfortable going into the store, even with a mask on? Call them up for curbside pickup. Or order online at grognardgames.com. They've got what you need. They've got Warhammer. They've got Dungeons and Dragons. They've got Marvel Crisis Protocol. They've got Battletech. They've got a huge pre-owned section. And you can find it on grognardgames.com or in the store. Now, you can't play in the store right now. Still got to have social distancing protocols. And if I got to stay more than six feet away from you, probably can't play a game of Magic. Probably going to be pretty difficult to play a game of Warhammer either. But you can still get all your hobby needs met at Grognards. 
because as the world starts to reopen and your hobbying starts to take off again, you know you're going to need stuff, and you can find it at Grognards. And why? You know why. Because there's always something happening at Grognards. And we're back. We are back, and we are rolling, having a good time, talking Bone Reapers. All right. The, the Bone Daddies. The Bone Daddies, I got you. All right, so now you've got several big-named characters. You've got four of them. You've got uh, Catacross, which, God, it just seems like he's got so many cool things. Like, I just... And I know you bring like to bring uh Nagash. And I, I and I see every single reason to bring him. Um so it, if I may uh, I think Catacross is actually the way to run the army. Uh I think you actually run it with Catacross because of RDP. Uh RDP is the go juice and Catacross gives you 3 extra RDP. Uh he is worth 1 cuz he's a hero. He has the uh liege keyword because of the samurai man on his base. Uh Disapproving Samurai Man, as I like to call him. Right. Uh, DSM. Uh, so he's worth five. It says pay 500 points, have Catacross, uh, and five RDP. Just in one thing. Right. And like um, I said, and that's what I was going to say, because I know Nagash is so powerful, and you keep talking about how if you've got Nagash in your army, you can do all these great things. But and the, I just have so much highlighting done on Catacross and all the cool stuff he can do. Yeah. So, so I run Nagash. Uh, I'm sorry, Nagash. I got to get back on brand here. Sorry, uh, I run I run Nagash because he's he's my favorite character. Because um, he's I amazing think, and his model's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to talk this building in terms of gears in a car, though. Like, so it's a, like a six speed car, right? Uh-huh. Uh, for for you non millennials out there, you might have actually driven a manual. Um, <laughs> kidding, kidding. Uh, I'm a millennial. Uh, but like, so like, gear six is going to be your gear six, like going like. Uh, you know, pedal to the board, uh, making the best list you possibly can is probably going to be running Catacross. Gear five is Nagash. Um, it's a little like I know that we had a CanCon list with Nagash and all the murder ponies win, but I mean it. it you can't read into like a single result, right? Um, but Catacross is doing everything this army wants to do. Nagash is kind of going out of out of its lane a little bit to have a mega spellcaster. And how much do you value a mega spellcaster? And how much mileage can you get out of 880 points in a single character? Right? You got to know what you're doing. It's it's you really have to have it planned out. But I mean, you did pretty well with it. Yeah, I I he he the thing is 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 he does sure up your matchups against some of your other stuff out there. Like, I don't fear any of the other spellcasters in the game. Like, Zinch, fine. Like, roll, like, burn through, you're going to burn through all of your fate dice trying to stop me from just casting spells or trying to get your spells off. I will run you out of fate dice every hero phase with Nagash. Oh, yeah. And then I'm going to impose my will on the table with, by the way, I still have more tech guard and... I still have the stuff that makes this army good, so I'm not I'm not downplaying him, and I do think he's like a very viable way to you could win it all with Nagash as your 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 strategy. But you're building a little bit different list. You're not taking two of the the main things that make your that make this army truly great, unless you go full skew list. But Catacross is already doing kind of everything you want to do. Uh, 
you can put him in any of those sub-factions like we mentioned because he gives himself his own Mortis Praetorians keyword and his command ability it looks for that keyword anyways to give him that plus one save. So no matter where he shows up, he's he's rocking a two-up save with 20 wounds. 20 wounds. <laughs> like, yeah. And he's got all these little bonuses that all of the guys around him give him. Right. Right. Now, if do you, you want to – go ahead. Oh, I was just wondering. I'm wondering if anybody uh, who plays this, if they uh, – when they built the model, if they – customized it so that you could remove the little each little guy as he dies i i didn't um i respect it uh i won't be doing it because i feel like those those little extra like minutes of me taking it off to be cute and humorous don't actually like benefit the game state any um if if i what i want to see though is i want to see battle catacross modeled like i want to see because he's like as he poses on the thing he's like like, not interested in the combat. What I want to see someone do is magnetize Catacros to be in battle mode for when you remove all the other guys. On the Okay. No, I get it. Where he's, like, actually got the... Sh- he's actually holding the shield and he's like got his halberd ready. That takes work. <laughs> that literally takes work. And you're sitting there going, right. well, maybe not. Right. All right, so um, companion abilities. Now, how many... He's got three or four companions. Uh, he's got, what, the... Uh, He's got, I think it's four. He's got the spy master. He's got the scroll uh, bearer, the, the, st- the standard bearer, the guy with the flag and disapproving samurai man. So he's got four. Okay, awesome. I'm looking for the rule. What is on uh, his thing with the with the guy with the banner? Uh, the banner is the one that gives his, that projects his ability to 36 inches instead, I believe. Oh, okay. And then you've got uh, the one that the. Spymaster steals the command ability. You got to go through them. So the right. AVR Spymaster is the one that like steals a command point. So okay. as long as he's on on the base, and you got to keep in mind he charts. So like as he, uh, if he takes a single wound, uh, he's still fine. Okay. Um, if he takes one wound, he loses. Uh, he loses his standard bearer first, I believe. He loses the um, or the scroll bearer first. The scroll bearer first, yes. Right, right. So the scroll bearer is the one that, that um you can just pick a unit on the battlefield and it has a minus one to hit. <laughs> I know, it's stupid it. good. Yeah. Uh, the next guy to lo- lose is the prime, which is the guy who gives him thirty six inches. Yeah, that's that's the that's the standard bearer. So he loses the standard bearer next. That's the thirty six inch uh, command wheel. This is a this is a big deal. As you play Catacross. When when you play like a big point center model like this, uh, general strategy you're like you really want to like get the points back, right? That's mm-hmm. the whole thing. Is like when I, I'm running a Vlazda, uh, you know, a, a a dragon that's 460 points in my army. I need to get that value back. It's got to go and it's got to do stuff. Catacross, it's a little bit opposite world. You kind of don't want to engage him in combat because then he loses all these like awesome steroids. So the first thing he, that goes is like a minus one. That uninteractive. I just say you don't get that. That you're just at a minus one. Comboing again. Like we can combo with my um, we can combo with our nexus. That's a minus two on a on a key unit now. That's starting to say that unit does nothing. It oh, might yeah. as well. It might as well be dead. It's just bodies at this point in a minus two, right? Um, so so that's that's what goes next. Uh, what goes next is a standard bearer. Uh, then you lose the spy master. The spy master is the one that on a on a four up. Uh, when they generate a command point, uh, you say nope. 
So you can get double mileage out of this. It is once per turn. Uh, so it's going to be my turn. I'm going to say nope. Uh, and on your turn, I'm going to say nope. Right. Oh, so if you have anything that can get you one. Yeah, so like Slanash uh, is a classic example. Right. So then what does the uh, what does the Legion Mortis do? He fights. <laughs> Where is his rule? Or does, oh, he just doesn't have any special rules. He's yeah, just, uh, you, you look, he's got the, you know, he's got the... What the the the, the six attacks or whatever? Oh, okay. He's got the shield. Okay. No, he's he's the sword. He, he's got the the swords. Oh, okay. Whatever. Oh, nade right. Okay, right. Yeah, it's 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 a pile of rules, but as you play with them, it it you know it's just you're losing attacks. Uh, what's interesting about Catacross is like Catacross himself doesn't feel like fighting you until you charge him all the way down, uh, and then he hits you a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> so he gains four attacks instead of like one uh, with his like awesome weapon. So he's like he looks at you dejected and unimpressed. <laughs> yeah, uh, he won't use his shield at all, and he barely will use his his uh, his halberd. And so at his like most charted, which is thirteen plus wounds taken, that means everything around him is dead. He has himself eight attacks. I'm assuming this got FAQ'd. But I don't have the FAQ in front of me. Yeah, I the they book. flipped the, the the way the chart. No, the wound suffered. So I get that. And if he's he's got all his companions, but it says zero to one, and then one to three, and then eight, four to eight, and eight to twelve. So one of those numbers got to be changed, right? Yeah, they 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 fixed it. Okay, like it, they fixed it, so it's it, it reads as it should. Um, but like the the real thing is that the like the 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 lame little scroll dude dies immediately every time. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> He's the first to go. Um, it is important to note that Catacross also heals. Um, it can, he can pick uh, a number of units. Uh, was it twenty four inches? Twenty four inches and heal them up to three wounds. This is the the sort of standard. He- they switched the heal off of a D three to just three for Ossiarch Bone Reapers. You're used to a, it being all of our random heals uh, being a D three in Legions of Nagash. It's just three now. I like this. It's cleaner. Uh, less math, less rolling. Let's mm-hmm. just get to the game, right? Um, he can heal himself three wounds every turn. Nice. So he can get stuff back as he heals back up. Um, similarly, a bone shaper, if it's close enough to him, can can heal him up. And so you can actually like protect Catacross decently well. Um, nice. But what I like, because he is at 20 wounds, you're just saying you have to really commit to remove this piece if you want to. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to get all of these steroids for my army. So I love Catacross, and the five R- RDP alone is is kind of worth it. Yeah. Okay, and we've got Nagash, and we've got Archon the Black. Is there a reason yeah. to take Archon the Black as your general? Or yes. Okay, and what is yes. that? So, so Archon the Black, uh, not necessarily as your general, because you're unlike some other armies, you, like, so Nagash isn't the general of my army, by the way, uh, when, when, I, when I was playing against you. It's actually my Bone Shaper. Okay. Okay. Uh, Unlike in Legion of Nagash, where when you take Nagash or Archon or the various Mortarks, where they must be the general, they don't have to be the general in your army anymore. So that allows you to actually get your command trait and your uh, and your artifact. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. That's cool. It, it it's cool. Like this isn't Nagash showing up to to assume direct control, like in Mass Effect. This is Nagash showing up to make sure you're not messing things up. Right. Oh, so okay. So your army's running out there, and the army's running, and the guy shows up. He's like, "I'll back you yeah. up on this." He's yeah. backing him up yeah. on this, yeah, but the army is still running itself because yeah. he doesn't need to run it because they can take right. commands. Yes. Got you. Okay, yes. it's awesome. Fluff and rules meet. Um, so Nagash, uh, 
I'm not going to go into exactly what Nagash does because you've played like Legion of Nagash. Everyone knows, you know, he he casts eight spells a turn. He's got a plus three to, uh, he got a plus three to cast, a plus three to unbind and dispel, and it like steps itself down. Uh, he's not amazing in combat, but he has some really good profile attacks. Right, uh, he'll get the job done. Um, when you need him to kill some battle line, or you want him to kill like someone's wizard, uh, his hand of dust makes him. Something you must be conscious of if you commit a value piece to him and you can't kill him, because I'm going to flip a coin and see if I remove your model from fighting me next zero phase, right? Yep. Like, so he might not be able to like kill Archon, uh, Archeon outright because Archeon does have the better combat profile and has Slayer of Kings, which could just delete Nagash. But if I get to activate on you, or if I rather if I get around to my hero phase, I can spell spell kill you. Right. The the most significant change to Nagash here is my absolute favorite change. Uh, both Nagash and Archon can cast Arcane Bolt as much as they feel like. This is a awesome change. We've we've all been in games with a, that Nagash player who spends like an hour flipping through realm spells and their lore spells to see what to cast. What ends up happening here is you have your priority three spells. You know you're going to cast them every turn. I know I'm going to cast Arcane Command because I need my RDP because I'm running Nagash. I don't have a bunch. I have two heroes. I have two guaranteed RDP. And then a D3. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm going to cast it every turn. Uh, and I know I'm going to cast Empower Naderite Blades every turn. I know what I'm going to cast every turn. And everything extra is going to become Arcane Bolts. Yes. It's great. It's so great. I do, the, I do the spells I need. That's what you did? Yeah, it's exactly what you did with me. I cast these three spells, and then once those are done... And then he just becomes a minigun. Just minigun bolting you. What I like about this is twofold. Because it makes Nagash feel he is one of the supreme spellcasters in the game. He's one of, I mean, he's got one of the wins of magic. Uh, he invent, he stole magic from the elves, and he invented necromancy. Right? Um, I understand how powerful elves and and Seraphon and Zinch are. I think those are they're those are the four mega casters in my mind. Like, and this makes Nagash do something unique from the other mega casters without really stepping on their toes for the things they do. So Croak gets his Croak Bomb, but I get to minigun you with Arcane Bolts. I love it. It's just so great because it makes total sense. That's, that's like, okay, it's like Fireball in D&D. Everybody knows it. It's the most, it's the first thing you learn. And so, of course, Nagash is just like, yeah, what do you mean I can only do this? What what am I waiting for? Another one. And another one over there. And another one over there. And another one over there. It's 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 it, the hubris that it shows. Like he's breaking the rule of one essentially, yeah. because of course he would. He's Nagash. He doesn't care. So I, I love that ability. Now it is potent. He has a plus three to cast. That means on average, if you roll sevens, you're getting that ten. You're doing a D three instead of just one mortal wound. So you're just like, this is what Nagash does when you have this. Um, I played a lot of teams with with my bro Haywo. And he would actually bring a Thunder Tusk because one thing I found myself just always wanting is just to point and do a D3 Mortal Wounds or or six Mortal Wounds, depending on if it was charted or not, where I'm scrambling through all the lore spells to find just something that does D3 moon, Mortal Wounds so I can kill the thing that's that's fighting Nagash right now so he can go and do something else he needs to do in, in my movement phase and then consequent charge phase. This gives me that on his War Scroll now. Mm-hmm. This says... I'm not stuck in combat. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. Exactly. You know? It's a big difference. And and that's what it does is it gives him that little bit – because he is a utility piece. All of his value is coming from getting the most out of the spell phase. 
And part of that comes in the way of the, these just like I'm just going to point around and mortal wound, mortal wound. Oh, you've got your like six wound. Uh, you've got your five wound buff hero over there that my army can't usually deal with as like Nagash because I'm not going to invest in also a 200 point Mortech crawler. Or am I? We'll talk about that later. Um, like now I can just like pew pew laser you dad and like go back to fighting. It's great. It's awesome. I love this. This is like the greatest change to Nagash and Ossiarch Bone Reapers. It is cool. Or, and then Archon is like Nagash Light. You want – if you take Archon, if you want to have that Nagash – remember we were talking about the lore spells, how I prioritize them? Right. If you want a, like a deck of answers like just in your pocket, that's what Archon is. He's a, he's a relatively lower investment in points than Nagash at – what is he? 380, I believe now because they, they, they are uh, 360. Um, that's so he's cheap. It's kind of cheap for a triple caster with bonuses to cast in Ossiarch Bone Reapers. Yep. So where Archon is in your army if you're run if a Liege Cavalos is your general a lot of the time. Or Xantos if you're on some of the Xantos builds. Um so you're gonna take Archon in, in a build like that. And you're this is you want to play in the spell phase as as Ossiarch Bone Reapers, but you don't want to go full on tilt. With Nagash, because Nagash is a very top-heavy list. You have to get your thousand points back from him. Right. Archon is saying, "I'm I'm committing a regular amount of points to what I want to do in this spell phase." Cool, cool. So that's that's where that fits. And of course, you can run Archon and Catacross if you're feeling frisky. <laughs> <laughs> so then you can also take Xantos, who is just a better version of the regular Leech Cavalos. Am I correct? Right. So right, twelve-inch moves now. What they do with him is they actually, uh, with his his Dark Lance, they're mindful of the fact that you can't give this hero an artifact because he's a named hero. And so they they do just enough to make him feel like he's actually rocking an artifact. But the reason you take Xantos is is still their breath. This is So he's got the, the standard Endless Duty. This is the add a bonus attack. This is what the, the Leech Cavalos does. You want this kind of in every army, is the Leech Cavalos plus one attack. Um, okay. Uh but he also has still their breath. This is the reroll once to wound or reroll all wounds if it's against uh, chaos. Because he just he he hates the living, anything that's alive and has a pulse. He wants to murder it, and he wants to murder chaos the most. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and chaos goes against. Ev- I mean, that's that's the polar opposite of Nagash. Yeah. I yeah, mean, we you think it's, it's yeah, because yeah, you've got order versus destruction and chaos versus death. If you want to really point out which are opposites, oh yeah, if everything's dead, it's it's this it's actually the truest order, right? The, like chaos cannot exist in a world where death reigns, and destruction is chaotic. They've all got their. I, right. I love how these things kind of work together. Well, destruction is a tornado. They're jaws, right? Like the shark uh-huh. jaws. Like they are uh, Jason. I know Jason's supposed to be undead, but, like, Jason doesn't care about, like, establishing any sort of order or ruling. It no. just wants to destroy you. Yep. That's, like, they are, uh, like, it's 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 a sugar from, like, No yep. Country with Old Men, right? Like, it just, it wants to, dis- like, it just wants to, dis- it doesn't want to rule the world. It just wants to destroy it. It just wants a good scrap. And that, in a weird way, that's almost more chaotic than chaos. Yeah. All right. Um... We got four other characters: Bone Shaper, yep. Soul Reaper, Soul Masons, and Volkmordian. Another named yeah. character. Um, yes. Quick, give give the audience a rundown. Just basically, right. like, what are their roles? What are they? What is the yeah. cool thing they do? Yeah. So, Bone Shaper is a, a spellcaster regen piece. Okay. Uh, this is in most of your lists, almost he, always. 
it, it's bringing that like other spell. So you're going to have like a, a bone shaper and a mason, or you're going to have two bone shapers. It's going to give three regen. Uh, importantly, it just it points at a unit uh, within six inches and it says regen three wounds. Right? Uh, that can be catacross. It can be uh, bringing back a a a, a death a murder pony or three more tech guard. Um, usually, you want to put a mortise and bone shaper behind like a twenty block of more tech guard because then that just kind of ensures it sticks around. Um, and then it's going to cast some spells. Um, this is, I find I take myself in most of my lists, I take a bone shaper. Soul Reaper is sadly one of the coolest looking sculpts you'll probably rarely use. <laughs> it's in that undesirable position of being a melee spellcaster, and it doesn't quite do either of them great. Th- yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I was thinking. Plus the bone shaper, if you're getting crazy with the cheese whiz, you might want to take that, uh, the... The that key. artifact, yeah, the key. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, if you're going like crazy with the cheese, you're laying on the cheese. The Mortison Bone Shaper is is going to be, you know, you're going to be, you're going to have the key, and you're going to be regenerating, you know, six models to a more tech guard unit, right? Yep. That I'm going to erase all your progress, or it's going to heal itself three, and it's going to heal them, bring back three more tech guard, or whatever, right? This is it. Just right. it's such a thorn in your side. Um, this is like a priority number one. Please kill model, by the way, if you're talking about playing against my my army that I love. The Bone Shaper? Uh, bone Shapers are, like, priority number one to take out. Okay. Um, Mortis and Soul Reapers, um, again, they only really end up in armies if you have points left over, or if you're running a triad list, which is actually really a really cool list to build, but uh, the, uh, the coolest thing they do is they do uh, they do have, like, a way to get a bonus to cast, so that's not too bad. Um, it's a, it's a good trade-off for kind of having that, like, middle roll that, that you're just like, eh. Uh, soul Masons are awesome buff pieces. So they get to, like, chain gun their soul guide spell. So they, they have, um, this special rule where at the end of your hero phase, you roll a die for this model. On a one, nothing happens. On a two to five, this model can attempt to cast soul guide, even if it had already done so, um, again in the same phase. And on a six, it can do it D3 more times. Okay, and that spell basically is so, on a six, pick a unit within 24 inches, reroll hit rolls of one for attacks made by that unit. So it's just yeah, straight attacks. So it's every... Yeah. yeah, so this works on your Mortec Crawlers. Don't you want your Mortec Crawlers on twos to hit rerolling ones? I think you do. <laughs> oh, boy, yes. And, and then, like, simultaneously now, if we have that, that awesome artifact for nine inches to give my Mortec uh, guard there plus one to hit, uh, plus one to wound and rerolling one. So, like, my Mortec, both my Mortec crawlers are rerolling ones to hit, and my, uh, my guarding it Mortec guard have plus one to wound. Like, seems good, dude. Seems good. <laughs> uh, plus, they're bring plus, uh, they're a double caster, so they are bringing, uh, like your like a utility spell to the party. They're bringing your empower Natterite or your shield tilt or or your uh, empower shields, right? Okay. So they they have they're bringing one of those two utilities, and then they have that other utility piece. Uh, there are one forty points. Uh, they're kind of the more expensive hero until you get to Liege Cavalos for the name stuff. And Vok Mordian is the low tan. I am sorry, Vok Mordian. You look so awesome, but you're just a little too expensive for what you bring to the table. <sighs> He looks awesome, but I don't really want him in melee combat, which is where his cool melee combat ability comes in. It's three inches, and on a five-up, you do nothing. That's really cool, 
but if he's in three inches, I've already kind of made a mistake. Yeah. Six wounds out of five up, yeah. Yeah, I've already kind of made a mistake. He is a double caster, so, like, at least they have uh, – there was some prescience in giving him the two spells. Um, and then he's got worse Hand of Dust. <laughs> yes, that is um, – yeah. So, no bonuses to cast um, and no way to get them. <laughs> On an eight up, uh, basically pick up one enemy model within one inches of, of this caster – on a five up, it's slain. This range cannot be modified. Uh, now I know you've got a question for me. Yes, it works with spell portal. Okay, so you uh, can still put the portal down, and that just yeah, put the portal yeah. one inch away. Okay. Yep. Yep. So you can still spell portal this. Um, how I use Vok Mordian. Uh, if I really wanted to use his battalion, uh, or if I just wanted to have double handed dust in a list. <laughs> I suppose if you had him. With a unit that you can, he's got to be within an inch, though. So even if it's the small-based guys and he's right behind that first line, if he's got to be within an inch, it means somebody can attack him back. Yeah, yeah, and that's the spell phase when this this happens, too. So there's going to be that, that sort of, like, uh, uh, schism between when you want to cast a spell, which is the combat phase, and getting it back around to your hero phase where all the damage is about to be done. Mm, right. Okay. So um, he's really relying on his within three inches, you don't get to do anything in the combat phase, right. and then hit you back. Uh, where you run Valk Mordian is with the Immortus Guard, right? I think that's what they envisioned, is that he runs with some Immortus Guard that can, like, soak wounds for him, because they have the uh, the Necromancer rule where, like, the Necromancer can displace wounds onto skeletons and stuff. Okay. Uh, the Immortus Guards can, uh, like, shield wall, essentially, for somebody else. So I think they want Valk Mordian to be, like, to, to be protected by you know, some Immortus Guard. That's and like pretty cool, though. I mean, it makes total it's, sense. It's a cool flavor thing, and his and his his battalion kind of, like, lends itself to kind of wanting to do that. Okay, and we've got the Mortec Guard. We've talked about them a bit, and the Death Riders a bit. Uh, yeah. Mortec Guard are your bread and butter. I know that. Yep. They come uh, out. But those Death Riders, God, I like them. And their battle line. Those are the two battle line units, your Mortec Guard yeah, and your all- Death Riders. Yeah, this is all you got. So your Mortec Guard are 130 points. They do get a discount for the going full 40. Um, what is it? 180 for your uh, for your for your uh, Death Riders. Uh, I won't buy units of 10 Mortec Guard if I'm at the point where I'm about to spend 130 for uh, a 10 block Mortec Guard. I just buy five uh, Cavalos. You always have this weird like 90 points floating in the list. Commit it to those those five uh, Death Riders. You will not regret it. Um, Mortec Guard, I think most people kind of know what they do, right? They, they're, these, these guys fight. They're really good at it. They've got their shield wall to re-roll all saves, and, um, they've got their, their Natterite weapons to explode, and then if you're in Petrifex Elite, you're, you know, you're getting bonus run. So they're, they're, I mean, that's your bread and butter. Uh, they wear buffs really, really well, uh, which is what makes them, I think, overall, like, just kind of the best unit in your army. Okay. You know, they're, uh, Kavalos Death Riders, though, not only, like they wear buffs decently well, they have a good wound count for for like what you're getting. They're, they've got that four up save, often a three up. If you know in in either Mortis Praetorians or, um, sorry, all my children <laughs> so decided to run it. at the same time. It's quite all right. Um. Anyway, the, um. But they have like impact wounds, which gets you around some of the always strikes first. And this is the one unit in your army that is truly fast. Fifteen nice. inch moves. If, if fifteen inch move, if you spend the the one RDP, right? right? Fifteen inches in your in your 
uh, in your um, Staliarch Lords, they're 15 inches running and charging, right? Uh, and retreating and charging for, for a command point, like or an RDP. Like, they are awesome. The other thing they do, they, they do do decent damage. It's akin to uh, it's akin to, to more tech guard, but okay. you just have fewer bodies, right? Uh, everyone's going to ask the question, if you want lances or swords, you want swords. Um, <laughs> sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> I know you're I really excited about exploding the lances. Uh, but they get to be a keep back unit. Uh, I said earlier on, I kind of lied to you, is you don't really have keep back units. For 180 points, I can secure a point with five of these guys. True. And then, as the game progresses, again, 15 inches, I can get them where they need to go in, right. when the game breaks down. So that's where I really, really like Kavalos Death Riders. Okay. But also, also on the flip side of the scale, they can also set the point of attack. I can run five of them in and pin you, essentially in your deployment, on a point while my Mortec Guard catch up. So they, they run double duty. Uh, I think every list should basically be running Kavalos Death Riders. At Me least too. A single five block. At least a single five block. Okay. Now, we're running short on time, and I still want to get to talk about your units a little, or your your lists a little bit, because we were talking about some of the stuff I like. We actually covered most of the stuff I like. You've been a bit thorough. Um, So, Immortus Guard and Necropolis Stalkers. Same Uh, kit. Yeah. This is a dual kit. Immortus Guard protect a a unit. Their thing that they've got going on is their uh, Soulbound Protectors, if something would take a wound, what is it, within three inches of them, they can roll a die, and on a, on a two-up, it, it goes to them instead. Uh, they've got four wounds. Uh, it, what, they've got four wounds per, per model. There's, uh, you know, there's three of them in a unit. They felt like they were a little bit lackluster uh, in the army until all the board-wide mortal wounds showed up, and now I like them a little bit more. Okay. So I, so I feel like uh, because of those board-wide mortal wounds – Protecting like a, a bone shaper or a soul mason, or uh, you know, if you want to protect a mortec crawler, there's some nuance there. Um, or you know, Arcot. I feel like a mortis guard. They, they, you they have a player power. You have to be cognizant of their role to to maximize their use. Stalkers, I find a little bit more intriguing. I uh, I kind of like was them. Gonna, I was going to do my due diligence and have math for you. That's but okay. basically, but basically, they hit they hit about as hard as iron guts. 200 for three of them, but you can... Okay, they're doing two ren, two damage, and you can choose to make that three ren, three damage. Yeah. um, That's just dumb. Yeah, they... Like, a six-pack of these guys, uh, we we have affectionately called them the Blendermen. Yeah. Um, They are point for point super killy. Yeah. Um, Like... It's just that they die, and Mortec Guard don't. <laughs> and so, like, that's, that, that's, the, that's the thing. And um, I really think that, that, that these in the Battalion or these guys in Saliarch Lord, uh, Saliarch Lords, because they get run in charge, if you don't care about being an invincible shield wall of stuff and you just want to, like, fight and have proper scraps at the middle of the table, Necro- Necropolis Stalkers look really, really good. They just, they just fight good. Yep. I mean, so they I, look great. I mean, I'm looking at it going, that's great. And they're one of the only ways to reroll runs and charges in the entire army. Well, there you go. Now, so we, know the, uh, we know the Archai and the Harbingers, because they're similar to, if not the exact same, from the old from the other book. Yeah. Am I yep. correct? Yeah, and we've seen them before. And I like them. 
I like those models. I'm glad I have them. Of course, now I got to make adjustments to the ones I built because they're not the same anymore because now they got different things going on. Uh, nobody knows the difference. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it still irritates the crap out of me. I but understand. What I want to talk about is the crawler and the harvester. Now, the crawler is just great because that thing hits on twos, and then you give okay. it that re-rolling ones because it's just dumb. Yep. yep. Yeah, so hits on twos, uh, wounds on threes. Uh, you can give it the re-rolling ones from the mason. If you're... If you're running Mortec crawlers, it's really difficult for me to justify a list without a Mason. That being said, I think some of the – anyway, Mortec crawlers are really, really great. Um, Xantos seems really appealing here because Xantos is making that that threes to wound reroll now. Um, right. But, um, and then they've got their like – essentially like once per game they have two special shots they can use each. The Cauldron of Torment, uh, it is unmodified bravery. Uh Basically, roll a die uh, against the unmodified bravery characteristic in target unit. Uh, one model is slain if you beat it, right? Like, that's a that kills all of the Skaven. <laughs> um, so that's – and then Curse Steel. This is essentially like a hero sniper ability that actually gets better as it takes some damage, as I recall. So, so these are – so it's got the two special shots. What the Mortec Crawler really does, you're a slow army. Mortec Crawler forces the issue. Every best list should be running these. I know I've got some some folks on the West Coast that are going to disagree with me, uh, but I think every every great list in Ossiarch Bone Reapers, especially now that I've seen some of the new armies coming out in the meta, um, uh, I was I went back and forth when the book first came out. Eh, do I run Mortec Crawlers? Do I not? Um, I think the best lists run Mortec Crawlers. I think you run two of them. Uh, they three just... attacks, twos by threes. No rend, but in the beginning they do five damage. Yep. Yeah, that could you're be good. S- you're saying roll sixes, right? Even against something like awesome, right? You're mm-hmm. saying roll sixes to save, let alone if you have the uh, the making them re-roll sixes to save spell off. You're saying, I want to see you roll sixes to save. Show me 16%, right? Um, and if not, five wounds. It's really potent. It's really powerful. Why is it sixes uh, to save? Uh, because even if they have no rent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not sixes to save. Uh, once. You're saying show me once, right? Like, right. I don't know. Um, inverses. Like, they're, even if like people roll those ones and twos, right? I'm sorry. I'm flipping it. Um, I got you. You're, you're telling people to roll ones and twos. Like, I, I want to see you roll ones and twos. And then have damage. It, it, they're just pulling off stuff in droves. And they're cheap. They're like 200 points. I mean, they're as pushed as 200 points can get for, for artillery, I think. Um, they become useless because they do have the utility rule. If you get within six inches of them, they can't. there's a dead zone on where right. they can target. Uh, so if you just charge them with, like, 10 Ungor, I can just off the board edge. Like, you're stuck here. You can't do anything. Um, but they force the issue. Tactically right. speaking, they say that other armies can't stand there and just beat you, your slow army. They they force engagement. And that's why Mortec Crawler are very, very good for this army. Because you have a slow army that says, uh, okay, you can't just sit back. I will destroy you with catapults. You're and the model's so cool looking. They're really awesome and super tons of personality. They've yes. got, like, the point man, and he's just like, you know... I like to call the other guy the coffee the coffee cup guy because like when I saw him initially I didn't realize it was a hammer the angle they showed it, it looks like, like a mug 
Yeah, it looks like he's holding a coffee cup. So, like, you've got, like, the coffee cup guy who's, like, taking his break and looking at schematics, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's... Um, can't they craft some wheels? Come on. Make anything. Yeah. Make some wheels. Yeah. Long feet. Okay, I'm just making fun of the models again. Let's talk about the Harvester and that dopey-looking right. thing. So Yeah. So the, so the Harvester has, like, a big pile of rules here uh, for its bone harvest. But basically, when stuff dies uh, within a range of it, it can restart. It can regen stuff. Cool. Uh, I mean, it effectively works out to be on a four up. Bring back a more tech. Uh, bring back more tech. Uh, uh, guard is okay. effectively what it says. It's it's a pile of rules. It can regen D three wounds and stuff like that. It does some other stuff, but really effectively, uh, some of the corner case cases is like letting more tech guard get killed so that you can heal Archon or heal Catacross. You can do some like cheeky combos with it, oh. but. Um, yeah, <laughs> you can you can just like turn their bones into heels for other stuff. Uh, uh, what's really great about it is it's out of sequence. It isn't hero phase. It is as the damage is happening, it does this regen. So those are like the two big things. Um, I think you want to run like usually a harvester with a twenty block of Mortec guard. If you run it with a forty block, that's such a commitment of points. You know, you're you're appro- approaching like half your army in cost, but with a twenty, but a forty block plus a a forty block versus a twenty block plus a harvester is about the same amount of points, and so just have the harvester because it does have a decent combat profile. You could run just because uh, one of the lists I was writing, screwing around with, was just little unit, just multiple harvesters, just running behind these more tech guard units. Yep, and it's just like they're marching in front. This thing's going behind and scooping them up and throwing them back into the yep. game. Yep. Yep. Um, it seems yeah, like exactly. fun to me. It seems so dopey, but it seems like fun. Yeah. Um, importantly, its its attack range is only one inch, so it can only attack from behind essentially one rank of, of Skellingtons. Uh, so if you want it to fight, it's got to be close. If it's close enough to fight, then it's close enough to get hit. It's got 10 wounds. Uh, it's 200 points. It's about as, uh, it's a 4-up save, which is 3-up and patch effects elite. It's about as tanky and, and survivable as a 200-point monster can be but it's a 200 point monster it's not going to get lookout sir it it dies if if you target it uh this is priority target number two in against me so the soul mason mason no, soul mason is number one and the because harvester yeah i'd say i put it in that order and i i I've, if you said oh this is number one and not number two uh, I wouldn't argue with you too hard. I say Mason is number one because it's a lower investment to kill it than the Harvester. Right. And it has a spell, which is a good steroid. Uh, I can ignore the Harvester for one extra turn. Uh, I mean, especially if I haven't killed any of your Mortec Guard. Mm-hmm. Like, who, who cares? It's not doing its thing right now. But the Mason, I want to take off your buff spell. So, okay. So why don't we do this? Because we are we're running up against uh, the actual real time real world clock here. Yeah, yep. Um, your lists. You we wrote a couple. What stands out? Like, give me something that stands out to you. It's not. I mean, I I don't know if your Nagash list is in there from Wapaka, but yeah. So I'll, I'll give you my my Nagash list real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Nagash eight hundred eighty points. Mortison Bone Shaper for one hundred thirty points. Five Cal- Cavalos Death Rider. Uh, Forty Mortec Guard. 20 more tech guard, a bone tithe shrieker, and you have either your choice of an aether void pendulum or a umbral spell portal. Okay. Uh, the pendulum is there to teleport Nagash if you want to. Uh, the Mortison bone shaper that 
that stays directly behind the 20 block of Mortec Guard. The 40 block of Mortec Guard goes out and does whatever it feels like. And then the Cavalos Death Riders are like switch hitters. Uh, whether I need to pin you in your, whether I need to set the point of attack or I need to keep back unit. Uh, and then I just try to like, this is, I feel like the pretty standard, this is my standard Petrogash list. I run it as Petrofex Elite. Um, the Shrieker is a must because I want that plus one to hit for all of my stuff. I usually throw it on the center of the table. Again, I usually have the Bone Shaper cast it. Um, pretty uh, pretty cooker cutter. Uh, the other version of this is essentially Nagash with all of the murder ponies. <laughs> yeah, see, I, 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 yeah. That's, and I, I, I was trying to write list without Nagash because he is such a point sink and I wanted to play with stuff that was um, just that was pure Bone Reapers. I did... I was writing the uh, the two uh, or the double what you call it list. What's the name of that battalion? The double lance. Yeah, yeah, double lance. Uh, the, uh, I, I, uh, I like to call it a, a bone stampede instead of brass stampede. It works. Um, so here's the thing about that the the the, the lance battalion. Um, I wouldn't run it as Staliarch lords. Um, and I, the 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 uh, Cavalos Lance, the battalion requires one Arch, uh, Arch Cavalos Xantos or Liege Cavalos, and then two units of Death Riders. Uh, run if you run a double one double battalion, cool. Two Liege Cavalos, um, you know, all the Cavalos Death Riders. You can essentially fit it in a list. Uh, units from the battalion can charge even if they retreated earlier in the same turn, if they are wholly within twelve inches of the Liege. Okay. Um, in addition, once per turn, you get to use your Death Rider Wedge command ability for free. Um, that's doing the other half of Staliarch Lords that I think is already the better part, which is the retreat and charge. Right, and that's what I, that was my big question on this. Is it? I mean, obviously, it, it makes this. You can use the Staliarch Lords, but then if you've got that ability, mm-hmm. then then you can slip it off to one of these other. Yeah. Yeah, so so what it means, I mean, it's not completely redundant in that the other one requires a command ability to do, um, and it can be projected from the Hecatos. So you can have a satellite unit of Cavalos with, that aren't directly supported wholly within 12 inches by a, by a Liege Cavalos. But right? then they can so be the, Petrofex, and then you get to be... Yeah, there. and I'd rather have the bonus rend and the bonus save. Yep. And then... And then the half of the army that I think is the best, which is the uh, retreat and charge. Because again, I said at the onset, it's I think it's one of the best abilities in, in in the game that you can do in the game is retreat and charge, tactically speaking. Yeah, because you're getting all the the charge gives you all the bonuses. It's so good. Yep, that's yeah, so the one that just... I was having fun with. Plus, I like those models. Although, yeah. I, like I said, the the the, the regen turkeys uh, behind just the units and units and units. Oh. Crematorians, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, uh, just another real quick list here. I've got Catacros Mortark of the Necropolis plus mm-hmm. Archon the Black. This is called the Two Kings. Uh, five Cavalos Death Riders, five Cavalos Death Riders, twenty more Tech Guard, twenty more Tech Guard. A Gothazar Harvester. Uh, and then, since you got Catacros, you don't need to have a Soul uh, a Soul Shrieker, so you can just take like a Nightmare Predator, Soul Stealer, Carrion to regen Archon if he needs it. So, just so like, this is just a fun, lighthearted. Like this uh, is a list that makes sense lore wise, and I like it. Yeah, 
And you can you can drop a unit of like uh, of Death Riders to like grab like the Mortex Shield or something like that if you wanted to you play around with like your extra points that are in invested in uh, endless spells and stuff. So you, so like just to, like as an example, like if you you trim some fat on on how big your units are, you can run some stuff. But um, so just like just like a fun little like if you want to run both Archon and Catacros. You know. It is. It is. It's almost as much as Nagash. So you're really investing. I can see. Yeah. Well, eight sixty as opposed to eight eighty. <laughs> right. And, yeah. Build your own Nagash. Right. Exactly. But I can. I can almost see dropping arc. Like I. I see the purpose of both of them. But every time I'm looking at this, I'm like, I would like to take Catacross or Xantos. Those are both pretty cool. But then I just want to take all this other stuff. Like I. I know why they're there, and I know what you can use them for. I guess just playstyle wise, for me personally, I just I like so much of the stuff that's in this book that's unique to yeah. the book. So I, I said earlier I don't think you run Archon. If you run Archon, you're running Archon with like a Liege Cavalos or maybe Xantos. I don't think you actually run Archon uh, with Catacros, and you certainly don't run with Nagash. No. Uh, so so you're if you're on like a you're running a like a Cavalos Lance uh, with like. Xantos, and you want like a Mortec Crawler in there and a Harvester, uh, and then just as many Mortec Guard as you can fit in, then you got Archon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, Archon is giving you the spell, it's give, he's giving you the spell phase that you do not, you simply don't have in in, in Mortec, or at Ossiarch Bone Reapers, without fully committing to Nagash, because once you, you put in 880 points into a single hero, that's the plan now. It's yeah. Nagash. It's the Nagash show. Um, and then, uh, you know, I mean, the the final list then ends up being essentially something where, I mean, you, you've got essentially Catacros, a Liege Cavalos, or a Bone Shaper, um, and then just 20 more, and then just two more Tech Crawler, a Gothazar Harvester, and as much more Tech Guard as you can fit in. Um, it's it's straightforward. You're you're going to put a harvester behind a 20 block of Mortec guard. You're going to beam people with Mortec crawlers. Uh, you're going to dare them to fight Catacros, And then uh, you're going to have a liege Cavalos projecting bonus attacks and stuff like that. And moving around the battlefield. Now, if I want to play, like I keep looking at, and this is something that I was playing around with. I thought it might be fun to just take, um, obviously get a few of your, your characters, but Maybe just go in with a few units of guard or a few units of uh, a couple of death riders, but then go heavy on like stalkers and go so, really elite with that. Like, how could I play that if that's what I wanted to do? Because that seems like if you had a few of those bone shapers and you can get so, a few guard to give them a, a shield, can yeah. I work this in? Can I work? Because they're so cool. Like, I don't like the models for the stalkers, but what they do is just like, wow, this is dumb. What what I would do is actually run the Deathglaive Battalion, which uses uh, some some uh, some more gas, and then two by uh, they do two by six of the Blendermen, okay, uh, and run it as Stalyark Lords, and then fill it out with like relevant heroes, seasoned to taste. But basically, get twelve Blendermen and the minimum amount of Morgast that you have to take for the uh, for the uh, Deathglaive Battalion. Okay. Uh, Deathglaive is uh, uh, here real quick. Um, uh, after the army set up, but before the first battle round begins, if all units from this battalion are wholly within twelve inches of the harbingers, you can move any units from this battalion up to six inches. Right. So that's so this just, is giving, yeah, that scout. Yeah, scout move, and you're in Stalyark Lord, so you can run and charge. 
and they charge over terrain because that's their uh, command ability thing, and they reroll charges because that's their command ability thing. So now you've got uh, what their six inch base. They move plus three inches because of uh, uh, your generic RDP ability. So they're now nine inching across the table. They're going to move scout moves six inches, so fifteen inches, uh, and then they're going to reroll charges over terrain. Like I would. I would run two two by uh, two by six of them just so that they stick around and run just a, the single two block of, of of harbingers. Fill out the rest of it then with like uh, again complementary heroes. Find a way to get your plus ones to hit. Uh, whether it's your, it's probably not going to be Liege Cavalos in this situation because they're going to outcharge that uh, that holy within twelve. So it's going to be your nightmare predator. So probably just a bone shaper with a nightmare predator. Mm-hmm. Um, to give that plus twelve, uh, that plus one to hit. So now they're on that what? They're on twos and threes. Um, negative three rend, three damage. Um, <laughs> um, and like now you're running an elite army. First off, everybody at the tournament is going to love you because they're not going to see sixty more tech guard. They might see like a twenty block, but they're going to see twelve blundermen and just give you a high five instantly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I like that, but like that's I see I, there's a lot of fun of the skew lists that people haven't really explored with Osiarch Bone Reapers because again we just we just started to get into this army. We played the safe thing first, the easy cheese, the Petrifex Elite with as many more tech guard as we could fit in. But now people are going to get creative. People have just been hobbying forever. I want to see your twelve blundermen on the table. It's going to be a lot of fun. I yeah. assure you. <laughs> like, well, um, it just it looked cool to me. Like I was like, okay, this seems like something I could totally have fun playing. Yeah. There's a lot of fun builds in this, and like I said, because I, I don't know what's good or not, but I know that this looks like fun to run. Yeah, I mean, your your battalions that you want to look for to lower your drops if you're building competitive lists, either your Mortec Shield Core or your Cavalos Lance. So those are they're solid. They're 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 a little expensive, but worth the points because they're giving you essentially a free RDP and they're lowering your drops necessarily. Because right. uh, this army. Uh, is a tactical genius army. It wants to dictate the pace of the game. It wants to get into motion doing its plan early, and it wants to uh, like be able to project its power and like kind of call its shots. Um, y- you beat us on the table. That's how you beat an Ossiarch Bone Reaper army. And if we control the table by dictating who goes first, and by picking our fights, or baiting you into fighting us because we are, we're more tech crawling the heck out of your backline and forcing you to move into combat engagements you don't want to move into. Right? Like, that's how this army plays. It is a steel trap army. It It is it just marches forward and it sets the trap. It is inevitability. It is Thanos. Um, and it's appropriately death in that sense. Okay. Um, so, I know you, I know we're, we're buttoned up against it here. So yeah, we are actually, but this, I mean, this was great. I wish I had more time so we could go into all sorts of details on all these, different. but I, I, here's what I liked about this is that you've, you've played it enough and you've screwed around with it enough where you know, okay, yeah, this is what everyone's taking and this works, mm-hmm. but there's all sorts of fun things to do. And that's, I look for that in my army. Yeah. I want to be able to go if I want, if I, if, if I want to go to a tournament and take something that's going to have a really good chance that's optimized, blah, blah, blah. It's nice to have that list, but it's really nice to have other things. That, hey, this can work really well too. If you play it right and it's fun. I mean, look well, at the different, 
Look at the different play styles. If I want to play those elite armies, I could take, like you said, the Blendermen. I'm not going to have a huge army, but I'm going to have some cool elite stuff. Oh, I oh your top fast. end on it. What? Your top end on that. Your top end damage on that army is going to feel awesome. Exactly. You're, you're going you're gonna to throw those guys across the table and just chop them up. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> but then, you, if you want to move, if if you're a guy who's got to move fast, wants to control things, you're running out your 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 horse units. Um, yeah. Like I said, I just keep picturing you, just blocks of guard with with the little harvesters behind them, running like lawnmowers. These guys are just moving forward and killing stuff, oh, yeah. and this thing's scooping up behind, scooping them into the in the catch bag as you're mowing down stuff, and then spitting out guys to keep fighting. Like yeah. whatever, however you like to play death, you can. Yeah, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. This is the AOS Death Army. Um, I I love Nighthaunt. I truly love Nighthaunt for for several reasons. But that was like a. I felt like that was that was finishing tying up all the loose ends. Like okay, here's all the here's all the ghosties now. Well, um, and that was one of the reasons I love playing it against you because everything you killed, you got to take nothing home with you. Right. Womp, um, womp. Yeah. No bones. I did not collect my taxes. Um, but. I know Reichner has some bones. No, he doesn't. All right. No. Um, My answer no. is this: nothing. <laughs> I'm I'm sad. <laughs> no, th- this this army. Uh, I I gotta I gotta say to people like yeah, Petrifex Elite. I don't like to like hammer on that like subject too long because I feel like people get caught up in talking about it and they don't see the other layers to this book. They don't see the Blenderman builds. They don't see that like the like I'm going to go with a, a exploding skeleton factory. Where I really am just like taking, you know, as many Gothazar harvesters as I can fit in the list with, <laughs> with like a Mortison with the key and crematorians. And I'm just like marching them forward, trying to explode stuff in your, in your home base. Like they ignore terrain and you're like, ah, okay. But like they ignore, uh, sorry, they ignore cover bonuses. And like, why do they ignore cover bonuses? Cause they're just like in your house. They're just like a skeleton running and screaming and exploding in your house. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like there's so many other cool things you can do with here. You have like the, the sort of like low key heat of like Null Myriad and Stel- and, um, and Mortis Praetorians where like these are like the low key heat armies. They're like kind of meta choices or really like cagey decisions and like they're really cool. They've got some really cool. F- fluff and flavor who doesn't want to be like the main character right like catacros with his mortis praetorians and who doesn't want to be these like the secret society skeletons that null myriad are and the various bills that you can kind of like feel happy to lean into with stuff like that like cat like as you move into like ivory host you you kind of like start to play like a destruction army within death now like you just don't care you just want to fight and take damage and deal damage and you don't want to think about where my plus one to hit is coming from you know i've got it because you know i've been fighting like it 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 allows you to really go in different directions um it doesn't punish you super hard for playing a horde style because when you're a horde style you're still like 60 bodies right so you get this like feeling of being a horde army because you're you have three units of 20 and they're fighting like it's 40 40 characters and they're coming back like it's you know three units of 40 characters but you're not like taxed to physically do that on the table gotcha. and if you want to you can run like the this like just tokyo drift style horsey army and like try to pin and win strategy with like uh, like how kind of brass stampede plays where you just try to pin them in their deployment and just fight them and outlast them like uh you can do the like 
the sort of gentlemanly, you're sitting back with a snifter of brandy and a little pool cue to push your models around style of like Petrifex Elite, close the trap while Mortec Gar or Mortec Crawlers assault the back lines. Like you can do some cool stuff. Nice. Um, and, and I just, I encourage you to, you dear listener, to spend some time. Like Petrifex Elite, cool. We all know it's awesome. Just like turn past that for a second. Look at some other stuff in here. Read the read the fluff of Petrifex Elite. Actually, you know, first off, read that. Start there. Uh, Seal Team Six Dinosaur Bone Army. Cool. Uh, and then like, but then look past that. Look at some other stuff. Uh, read the War Scrolls. Start to like imagine what Xantos, this this person who hates chaos and wants to conquer the living, would do lead an army. You look at the model. He's like leaning back with like the spear up, at, like, and he's the, the arrogance exuding from that character. What would Xantos' army look like? You know, would he have a, like a hundred, you know, a hundred wide, you know, skeleton cavalry? Maybe. You know, like it's it, it just indulge yourself. This army's great. And there you have it, folks. Right from the guy who plays him. Hey, man, seriously, thank you for coming on and talking about all of this because I didn't know all this stuff. And uh, I mean, yeah. I knew it because I read it, but like as you start putting all the things together and really getting that, it, it, the enthusiasm about it, I think, is, is, is part of what's selling this because you just, you, it's so obvious how much you enjoy them. I, um, I felt like this army was a love letter to me. <laughs> like, I, when I saw the teasers and, and like, I talked about my black, uh, how my black knights are already have like a heavy skeleton conversion, and I saw the Death Riders. I'm like, I don't even have to convert them. Like they got the like, it just it felt like a lot of the things I said. Like I'm like, I really do just kind of want to play my awesome attrition army, but like not 120 bodies at a tournament. Nobody wants to push around 120 bodies. Well, if you do, hats off to you. But I don't want to do that anymore. I just want to push around 60, but still kind of play that way and. Things like that where, like, it, it just, like, all my, like, critiques of my LON army, which I also love, by the way, um, they're just like, oh, yeah, all right, noted. You know, and, like, and 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 I still want to play Nagash, and I want him to be great. Oh, yeah, Nagash is great. Like, that's a different play style. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, so, like, Nagash, oh, let's go. Like, everything I wanted. Oh, I want death shooting. Oh, here's a Mortec Crawler. Cool. Like, I don't have to field 60 archers. I just have these two shooty units. And, like... My opponent goes, oh, those are the two big, obvious shooty units. We either have to deal with those or avoid those. And I go, yep, you got to – and you just – like the army is just like this – I don't know, man. I, I, I love it. I love it. I love it so I much. can tell. I can absolutely <laughs> tell. And, and, it's, and I think, honestly, I'm, I, every time we do one of these episodes, people are like, oh, now you got me wanting to play that army. We're going to get a lot from this one, I think. Because because of your enthusiasm, because this is you're making them sound a lot more fun than I thought they were going to be when I first when I first uh, when we first started reading about them. So, uh, folks, we got to wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Mephisto, for being on. Um, Want to thank all of our Patreon patrons. Those of you who are part of the 1% who make everything we do here, including this last episode, possible. I want to thank our associate producers, Phil Elliott, Dwight Sims, Christopher Sanders, and Lance Pear, and our executive producers, Colin Miller and Andrew Frank Husen, and our newest patrons again, Jay Drysdale and Bearded One. Thank you all 
for deciding that this show is worth more than well more than it is let's be honest here so uh again thanks Mephisto. um yeah. i'm certain you'll be on again at some point we're yeah, having too much yeah, fun love, not to be i'd love to and i i just want to say real quick remember to pay your taxes and drink your milk keep them bone strong so we can come for the tithe there you go and you can hear more of that wisdom on rantcast that's right how often do you put shows out? Like a lot. Uh, Rantcast is every is every Thursday live on Twitch, uh, 7 p.m. Central. Um, so uh, I do export that then to YouTube the following day and all the various podcast apps where you can find podcasts. So, so you get a, yep, so you get all that. Uh, I've been running Soulbound on Fridays. Uh, Soulbound, uh, the best the best darn Soulbound show uh, with Vince Venturella, Tom Lyons, Chuck Moore, and and Haywo. So that's every Friday. Nice. At uh, 9 Central, uh, you can find me on Twitter. Just You'll find me. I'm there. It's obvious. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, okay, so that's it. And, folks, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful know no despair except in failure. You've been listening to Garage Hand. If you've enjoyed the show, maybe consider leaving us a positive review on iTunes. Or check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash garagehammer. If you'd like to reach us, you can contact us via our email address, garagehammer at live.com. You can also find us on Twitter. David is at garagehammer, and Alex, that's me, is at somekindageek30. Original music by Claire Seabrook. You can find more of her work at soundcloud.com slash Music. Finally, if you want to join the Garagehammer community, as well as the AOS community worldwide, Comment on our episodes in the show thread at the Grand Alliance Forums. That's tga.community. Or check out the Garage Hammer Facebook page. And as always, thanks for listening.